Mob Rules Episode 87, brought to you by Oktoberfest. Oi, spores, grots, dacker, speed, and lederhosen, everything a good... We are not an orc podcast, Dave. <laughs> in Oktoberfest, especially. Orc. Orktoberfest. You know, what I appreciate, Dave, is that you tried. Hosen, and I don't understand in that copy. I don't appreciate that you tried. We've gone over. I think our main plan for when we were recording episodes for Orktober was to just talk about Space Marines. Oh, yeah. No, no. I. We weren't going to talk about orcs at all today. That's, that seems legit. That yeah. seems legit. Because, you know, we, we named our, our podcast... Three years ago, after a, a rule that one army had, we should just call rename ourselves. We're gonna rebrand. It's gonna be we'd lose savior protocol. All of all of our twelve. <laughs> oh God! You know Intercepting how, wait, I can't wait for all the people. Be, <laughs> can't wait for all the Tau players to be like, "You're a Tau podcast. None of you even play Tau." Oh, sorry, there's only two of them oh, out yeah. there. Nobody. Yeah. Wants. No, well, no, there will no be after, <laughs> There will be after we rebrand. That's it. Hey, they just won a GT this weekend. Tower, our two players, our two listeners. They they won a major tournament this weekend. Yep. Yeah, after a small. It was was that including the FAQ stuff there? Uh, it was not. Yeah, no. I was gonna say I don't think. But that makes it even harder for him. Honestly, yeah, fair, fair, fair. But yeah, it's, it's true. It's, they were huge winners. <laughs> yep, Dave. Yeah. After huge the back winners, huge <laughs> wieners. <laughs> after Absolutely. the after the FAQ, they they came out. You know, they didn't go up or down really. They just kind of stayed the same. Yeah, but if everybody else goes down, that's a net gain. That's what I'm saying. Like, so they're winners because they didn't go down. Sure. Unlike your mom. There it is. Oh. So hey guys, what have we all been up to? Yeah, I want to hear what John's been up to. What have I been yeah. up to? Yeah, John, yeah. let's hear. Oh it. shit, this is all kinds of out of order here. That's why uh, we're doing it. all kinds it. of yep. confused. Um, we're not an orc podcast, so we I have to keep <laughs> things fresh. Yeah, I got super excited um, about Eldar again, so I bought a, a bunch of stuff. And now, was this prefac? Yeah, uh, this was prefac. Okay, so I got super hyped. Oh. I um, started painting about uh, patch painting like. 19 dark creepers and 10 howling banshees and i'm like yeah let's go yeah let's get it all together and then proceeded to make army lists with no howling banshees and very little dark creepers in it <laughs> i was a huge fan of those lists because they lacked both of those things <laughs> which is just like i mean that's very me where i'm gonna get like a hard on for a certain kind of model but then i will be incapable of writing a list with it like i tried this whole thing I'm like yeah i'm gonna make the avatar great again yeah and like i tried to and there's one list that was kind of like passable it'd be okay to do so you actually take it to the table you don't know what any of your lists can do you, you you've got a rough idea Fair, I have a rough idea to but, the point where i don't want to fish out 60 guardians uh, <laughs> um but uh, I, I kind of went back to Dire Avengers, so I kind of started tinkering around with my old list and kind of what I had going on. And even before the FAQ, I was cutting down my rangers to just one squad, um, mainly because to take advantage of the the Alatox stratagem, where at the start of the shooting phase, you know, you, you nominate one unit of rangers, and you're yep. like, those are sixes to hit. Um, it's a lot easier to do that when you only have one larger unit of rangers, true, as opposed to true. three little ones. So I, I kind of pulled back to there, pulled out some more Dire Avengers, added a Wave Serpent because Roombaing people is just so much fun. Uh, when I say Roombaing people, I mean just kind of charging things with a Wave Serpent and then like moving away slightly, then charging again. Then you know, just kind of. I, I'm familiar. Vacuum. I do the same up. thing with repulsors, so only it doesn't kill anything. 
Yeah, and you're only wasting a three, you know, a 350 point model yeah. instead right. of 120. <laughs> It's not wasting. It's not a waste. I still get to shoot full ballistic skill and everything when I fly away, so I'm good. Because sure. when the, the times I've charged with a wave serpent and I've been successful, I just make this noise. I'm like, boop. <laughs> They're like, you're hitting on sixes. I'm like, eh, no, I'm not charging you to kill anything. Just, <laughs> I'm going to boop you on the nose and then move away, shoot you, and then boop you again. It's it's a beautiful thing. But so Twin boops. Twin boops, if you will. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of uh, got all that together. I, I love those Banshee models, though. I've not actually yeah, painted really nice. any of them before. Gorgeous. I mean, shame that they're fine cast, obviously, because you know I spent a lot of time like with a little hair dryer trying to get those swords straight before screaming mm. and giving up. Um, but like gorgeous models, I like just the flow of the hair, the the movement is is very very good. And same with the Dark Reapers, actually. I'm kind of starting to really like before kind of looking at them. Just all of the different aspect warriors. I'm like, well, yeah, that's an Eldar with hair. That's an Eldar with a big gun, you know? But there is, like, real subtle differences in sure. all of the armors, which, like, I'm starting to notice and I kind of really enjoy here. Like, the Dark Reapers have, like, really thick feet slash ankle armor right. to kind of ground themselves in place for shooting. Mm. And, and that's, that's why they don't have battle focus, John. Yeah. No. I, I think that uh, most of the, the stuff boots. that's in fine yeah. cast currently... <laughs> <laughs> Moon boots. Well, I almost killed John. Oh, well. <laughs> it was this vegan, gluten-free beer that we're enjoying today. <laughs> you know what? Which your, I your wife is home, John. It's not our fault you don't have any beer. <sighs> I mean, it's her fault I don't have any That's beer what I'm now. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's they're 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 great models. And you were saying something about that. I, I, I really feel like with the technology they've advanced, with uh, what they've done with uh, resin and everything else, the way the plastics are coming out right now, you know, I, I feel like they should really redo them in plastic. I do not want to assemble a unit of howling banshees that are attached to their base by two strands of hair doing some weird flippy dynamic pose it'll look amazing but like i've seen their night haunt stuff they attach giant ass models to their base by like one strand of ectoplasm what the <laughs> and fuck i need they... at least two strands of ectoplasm <laughs> work. like what the hell are they gonna do with uh with like 40 kiss like flippy i don't know I guess, I guess I'd it, imagine it might it'd be like feet. I was thinking feet. Yeah, fit, but, uh, feet, I guess. Yeah, yeah like the witch elves yeah. from fantasy or maybe the Harlequins. Yeah, I can, I can see that. So it, it would be good for sure. But like I said, I, I worry about the, the stability that like all these advances, everything needs to be jumping or flipping or things like that. And it looks cool, but I am not careful with my models. Fair. So I am also not careful with your models. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I broke... Like five or six of my jet bikers just playing in the event. Yeah. So his scouts flew around my truck like it was in a tornado. <laughs> just, just every time I stopped, that, that box would be like. <laughs> and and not because you're driving you're... badly, but just because you're shaking the box every time you stop. <laughs> <laughs> like a maraca. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was my Charo phase. So. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, I pre-ordered uh, the Warhound Titans for um, Adeptus Titanicus. Oh, oh am I am I supposed to pre-order the uh, Wake the uh, Dead? I was going to say Dave is supposed to pre-order the Wake ah. the Dead box that okay. we are going to split, uh, so I can have uh, more sprues I won't assemble for a long time. Hey, me too. And a spirit's here. Uh, <laughs> and I need to get on that with somebody. Because I really want that spirit's here, Mom. He's he's pretty great. So yeah, we we saw our first release of October. 
which is the Wake the Dead uh, Space right. Marine Eldar box, which is the mm-hmm. best way to start October by not talking about it and not actually partaking. Exactly. I mean, they did have an orc article today. Yeah, but it, it was. I, the- I liked it. Well, well, here's the thing. You got to you got to view, uh, and we're gonna talk. GW they've released things as in pre-order periods, not when they physically release things. Right, right. So the stuff they released uh, on September thirtieth, which is uh, for sale on the fifth or the sixth or whatever or tomorrow, um, that's September releases. So just gonna be patient. Yep. Yeah, uh, I didn't play any games. Um, I've been listening more to um, uh, this podcast. Yes, yes, mm. this podcast. Legit. Um, trying to <laughs> got to boost those numbers, kid. <laughs> um, I listened to the podcast. It was funny. It was. It was good. Uh, I, I put my computer in the shop, so a lot of my digital stuff is is being slowing down. Um, and then oh, Talon of Horus. I've been continuing to listen to Talon oh, of yeah. Horus, which is a great book. Which it's the the Black Library curse of every time I listen to their stuff, I just want to start a new army. And I got to not do that or listen exclusively to Aldari uh, audiobooks, which I think is going to be difficult. So you've got Gav, and then so just Gav. Yeah, like three, yeah. There's yeah, like two much. of them. Pretty much, he's the my, only one who writes Eldar stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. So there's there's like four total books. Haven't you read them all? Uh, slash listen no, to them all. No, there's like Path of the Warrior and Path of the uh, Street Prostitute and. Yeah. Oh. That is a classy Eldar path, let me tell you. Path they really put their all into that. They don't path call it of the Wastrel. It's it's uh, my dog's very mad about about the lack of Eldar content from Black yeah, Library. Path of the Enamored Courtesan, I think, is what it's oh pro- appropriately called. Path of the Hoor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's you pretty need, much. He's walking um, around. Who wants to join up? Man, I wouldn't. We do. S- We're I, good. I don't know if I want to see the Exarch of that. <laughs> May I offer you a soul stone in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been up to. Um, Dave, what you been up to? Well, I've been uh, ramping up for uh, nothing because I was waiting for the fact to drop so I could figure out what my doubles list was going to be. Mm. Um, oh, because... and I had the benefit of the fact dropping and it not changing my list at all. Yay. Yay. But anyway, Woo. Dave. Uh, it actually didn't change my list at all either. Uh, I was just waiting to see. Uh, Cody's list could have been potentially more affected because he's using a uh, uh, Death Watch Smash Captain. I mean, but, okay, sorry, yeah, but but I mean, it it didn't really. Your you lists know. got worse though, just yeah. not by just not by a lot, not in the way that it would have affected me. Well, I mean, well, you have if, bikers. It aff- if it affects your teammate, it affects you. Yeah, but so I'm not. You have I'm not charging over models into combat with fly but Why i can still fly over doing the, no i'm saying now I, now, I, now i'm not i'm not right, i'm not right. able to charge over so therefore i it doesn't i mean odds are i would have cleaned up the chaff in the way uh, anyway i mean it's a bajillion sure uh, uh sick what six bolter shots from uh hitting on twos well it's it's 12 guys it's 12 shots from each guy if they're rapid yeah. fire mm-hmm. so mm, hurricane bolters hit them yeah just light them up um, and then anything big that I was planning on charging, you know, I, I would have charged over, or, you know, originally, but now I'll just have to adjust my tactics around it. I'm not losing my mind like some people. What do you mean I can't charge with fly? That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Not really. I mean, it's it's definitely a game balance thing and not a narrative thing. Yeah. It, well, because it makes sense for some units, right? Right. Like, uh, uh, like jump pack guys, right? Like they are going to run across the ground and then jump. 
uh, into combat or whatever. But uh, but like a guy on a jet bike. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's really only you, me, and Dupree. Yeah, a I mean, great Owen Wilson it's custom, movie. All uh, the Yanari players and, with eh, nobody likes shining those guys spears, anymore. right? Really, no, uh, they, got, took a, they took a hit. That. But I, I think it's interesting. It kind of it brings back the need for um, screens. I mean, I know we had screens yeah. before, like, but it seems like with the changes to reserves, they're like, oh well, you know, screens aren't that important anymore. Right. And then I kept on reading, and I'm like, oh, that changed the jump. Screens are very important now, but for exactly. kind of different reasons. Right. Yep. So chaff units are still pretty good, I think. Right. Or maybe even better than they were before. Mm, I don't know. Probably they are. Yeah. Well, yeah they're definitely better if you're going second, for sure. Oh man, that strategy but, is really nice. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, but, sorry, what are you up to? Back so, to you. So I've got uh, I've got a uh, the heroic thirty two. Uh, okay. I have uh, Don Eagle Captain on a jet bike. Right, Don Eagle Captain. Yeah, uh, for you non Captain on a Don Eagle jet John, bike. That's it. For Captain you non-competitive players, the Heroic 32 is a standard 310-man infantry squad and two-company commander guard battalion. They're exclusively to generate 5 CP and hold back field objectives. And maybe regen some CP. Yeah. Right. But at this point, the most I can regen is 6, so I'm not worried about it. You know, like, I built this you list think around... your company commander will survive 6 turns. <laughs> um. No, I'm mean, I'm not even taking that. I'm not taking the uh, Kirov's Aquila or the uh, Relic Trait. Hmm. I'm not worried the about Relic Trait. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually putting all, I'm putting all that cool shit on the the Dawn Eagle. Okay. So, oh, um, sorry. So you got a captain on a Dawn Eagle yeah. jet bike. I've got three. So I'm doing a patrol detachment of custodes. Okay. I have three uh, regular custode guardians. Yep. Uh, one with a shield and the sword, and two with a spear. Okay. And then five, a, a squad of five regular uh, Veritas Praetors. Cool. Which is which is the jet bikes for those? Man, that yeah, that's a hell of a unit. Mm, so a big old squad right there too. It is. It's sexy. It's so good. Uh, the three that I have that are not on uh, jet bikes are going to set up in the teleportarium. Oh, okay. Alongside uh, Cody Smash Captain, they're going to come down first mm-hmm. in a triangle, so that he can come down in the middle, because Death Watch doesn't quite get everything that uh, Blood Angels got. Sure. So that he can come down in the middle. So if they choose to Auspex scan, well, first off, I'm getting a three-up save with the shield uh, in Vuln, so I'm not sure. worried about it. Mm-hmm. And then he can come down safely, and if they choose not to Auspex scan, he's still coming down safely and is no longer the closest unit. True. So he can't be targeted. So, you know, that's a strat we have uh, that we're working on. And then he can smash into stuff after he teleports a unit of Hellblasters or Aggressors over to light somebody's face off. So Solid. Solid play. That's, that's, Sounds cool. That's mm-hmm. our standard tactic. Um and then I'm just going to make a lot of room noises as I move the bikes around because because <laughs> uh, I think they sound like the Jetsons in my head. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, according to the Ultramarine movie, land speeders sound like dirt bikes. This is not so, a land speeder, though. Oh, so, God. so floating Imperial technology is going to go... Like a fart? Yeah, that's a custodian's <laughs> no, jet is, bike. That's, that's regular space. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is top tier... That does not translate well to. It's, yeah. I feel like oh, I was in, I'll be cutting that. I feel out. like I was. In, <laughs> please continue, Dave. I felt like I was in Top Gun there for a minute. That first time THX ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that plane just fly over me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, Dave's tie literally flew behind him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tie complements your hoodie really well. Yeah, it's a classy move I got to do. Uh, 
So yeah, so I've been I went out and I picked up uh, uh, shout out to Taylor who uh, gave me a bunch of guardsmen. I picked up two boxes of guardsmen and a five pack of the easy to build guys, and then I built them all up and uh, did some mild converting to make two company commanders out of it. Sure. That's my favorite thing about guard is taking two regular dudes, putting a fancy hat on them, and being like company commander. Yeah, actually, when it, the, it fits the fluff of the guard because I figure he's been alive by nineteen hours at this point, so he probably has made the rank of company sure, commander, he's se- senior, senior. So that what I found interesting to me is that the sergeants of each squad have a las pistol and a chainsword. Mm-hmm. But the company commander has a las pistol; doesn't have the chainsword. No, he gives that up in order to hold curves Aquila. Right. I, I mean, uh, he gives he can't that up. Take one. What? He could. I just, for sake of um, being able to tell the models apart oh, for, okay. for this. So the sergeants, all my sergeants in my squads have helmeted heads instead of bare heads. But okay. they're also just holding a chainsword and a las pistol. So it balanced, it balanced out. Mm. Whereas the company commanders are holding las pistols. And then the other hand, because I had to do some magic stuff, uh, the, the arms, uh, anybody that's ever built plastic guardsman knows that the heavy weapon squads have got one hand that's holding what looks like a twig. So sure. I did some crazy converting work to make their other hands look like they were jerking off because, you know. Oh, that's sure. What okay. you do. Oh, for as, sure. As, as they do. <clears throat> right. It's, it's what mortar squads do is sit in cover and aggressively jerk off towards the enemy. <laughs> one of the perks of being senior command. Yeah. It's the ability to just jerk <laughs> off at the enemy. It's to hide in a corner and jerk, jerk off. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I bought um, a box of the troops. I actually had to ask you which one was the official box to the troops because I looked at them and I went, these are identical except for names are different. Which one of these is the right box for troops, Dan? Yeah, he had to come up to me in the middle of a magic event. Yeah, he was playing some oh, sort man. of nerd card game and I was like, I slapped the cards out of his hands like slapped them down on the table. Jesus like, Christ, one man. of these? That's like worse than punching a blood turret off the table. That could be worth like way more. <laughs> no, it was sealed. So I didn't care. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he told me which one to buy, so I bought them and I built them up. When you get to a certain age, you just don't care if you die. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> I was hoping for it. I was like, no, make my please. day, Danny. Give me the sweet release <laughs> of death. <laughs> now I want to see just a, a web series of Dave, like, slowly ramping up, irritating Danny in the hope that Danny gives him the sweet release of death. So it starts, like, really subtle. I don't think I want to see this series. Like, <laughs> like Danny goes to his work fridge, and he's like, hey, who ate my sandwich? And it, like, pans across the day, be like, what up, man? It's tasty. It's tuna fish? You son of a Tell bitch. Episode two. <laughs> oh, thanks. Episode two is just Dave being like, hey, Danny, I hope no one cuts the brake lines of my car with these knife here and my car is alone <laughs> outside. Here, I, uh, it's too bad my car is already jacked up so that you can get under it more easily. Like, <laughs> just, God, I just, man, there's just all these circumstances that would really screw me over if that happened. Davey and passive aggressive suicider. <laughs> <laughs> I like to walk into the yard of prison and just pick the biggest guy and kick him right in the nuts. <laughs> Wait to see what happens. You seem like the kind of guy who go to prison, find the biggest guy, go up to him, stand beside him silently for 30 seconds, and be like, well, guess you're not going to murder me then, and walk away. Like in a huff. It's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. I would fart first. Oh, you would fart. I would like the whole time I'd be standing there waiting for just him to, to murder me. Just to protect your, your butt virginity well, yeah. in prison. Because no, he knows you have a stinky butthole. <laughs> Dave the skunk uh, eaten. Uh, <laughs> oh man, these are nicknames I definitely do not sticking around. Um, 
Hashtag the skunk. Oh, man. <laughs> I would take hashtag the skunk. That Dave, would be fine. social media god realizes yeah. that by saying something won't stick around, it yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, models, what else have you been up to, Dave? Yeah, Dave. <laughs> uh, that's about it. I picked up everything I needed. I ordered the rest of the stuff I need because I think I'm going to still continue to do the uh, guard and custodes in uh, ITC competitive play. Okay. It's maybe, a popular combo. Maybe, maybe mix in um, you know, another patrol detachment with uh, some uh, iron hands or something and maybe like two repulsors. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> yeah. So no more additional custodes <laughs> or guard, just iron hands repulsors. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I'm sorry. I just did, did I? Did I yeah. Can I get us? Could I get a supreme deta- a command detachment with just three repulsors? Is that an option? I mean, you if take you take three, three tech marines. Yeah. Sweet. Um, oh, that's true. I could do that. Wow. Why didn't I do that for the other one? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So the, so the you want to command points? So the fact makes for me, all uh, of those repulsor-based command uh, traits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are there, are there any? Is there one? No. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, there is. It's called reroll that dice, mm. which but, you're already doing thanks to Cullen. Bobby G. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. So you could take three tech tech marines, Bobby G, and then take four repulsors and out of one detachment. You could just do two supreme commands with no eight repulsors. Yeah, eight, eight repulsors is too many. 320 was the cheapest I could get them to, to oh, still God. have the last cannons. Keep, keep talking. I'm going to do some math here. Okay. Or if I, no, I can't because my phone's off. Yeah. Six repulsors, five tech marines, and Bobby G. Yeah, that's too many points. Not if you cheat. What about that's fair. three repulsors? What that's about... One, too little. So, the thing I found with the repulsors in, in, no repulsors. in the... No uh, <laughs> Well, obviously, you've A never... A good met. army. <laughs> you've Sorry, never met me before. That's what John met. So, I honestly believe that uh, the frequent... Uh, the, uh, the fact changes... I would have done a hell of a lot better at Ursa. Yeah, because that that two CP cover, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have lost oh, a sure. single repulsor. Oh no, yeah, because no one takes Iron Hands or Imperial Fists, so you don't have a lot of ignore cover. Iron Warriors. I was gonna say it's Iron or, Hands. Whatever. I take Both. Iron Hands all the time. What are you talking about? Danny had to twist my arm it's and o- take. It's October. I have to. I didn't twist anything. He was. I was like, Danny, the sandwich is delicious, and he twisted my. Well, arm. it's because we were looking at you, and you're like, Hey, I'm gonna take Ultramarine, or I'm gonna do this, and we're like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's my fluffy fun. Why? What do you mean? But yeah, so that's that's basically what I've been up to is just theory crafting lifts and and trying to make something fluffy and and also still um, enjoyable for me to paint. Which is why I'm thinking about adding a scout sentinel for the last 47 points instead of an extra oh. guard squad that some people want me to take. And and Mob Rules listener is participating <sighs> in the uh, doubles it, event at Alvio is preparing for. We'll get a free kill point uh, off of that scout sentinel. So I was gonna say. Mob Rules listeners, tell us what Dave should take with his extra 47 points. Oh, yeah, he points. has 47 points. Hashtag Dave's 47. Point. Yeah, Dave's 47. Dave's 47. I, I vote for a single custody. Just one dude? It doesn't, That's too it's many not, points. It's too many points. How many, like the, 50, the, 52 the on points. foot dude? Yeah, 52 points. They're, they're 40 points base. 53, I thought. No, 52. It's 12 points for a guardian spear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah gross. What if I just take... Get rid of the spear and just take the sword without the shield. Does, can you do that? I don't know if you can. I, I don't have the codex here, so I can't actually look at it. I mean, but, I could look at it, but I'm not going yeah. to. Yeah, well, your phone's in. That's because if you turn it on, it'll sound like we're trying no, to sign my phone is, My phone is on. It's just an airplane mode. So you can can look, I can oh. look up my book if I yeah. want to, but, but I refuse to. But he doesn't want to. That. Yeah, he doesn't have time that's, for that. That's fair. Hey, Danny, what did you have time for the past <clears> two weeks? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I've been really kind of uh, working on building in theory, and I've been doing a lot of trading and purchasing of models from people, like secondhand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up uh, uh, one of our listeners, Derek, moving out of state, and so we had some extra sprues that I picked up from him. I got a couple of a couple of witch sprues, which I wanted. I really wanted that tantalus, you yeah, and I up. picked up a tantalus. <laughs> Which is awesome because I didn't have one. And so now I have a Reaper and a Tantalus. Both from Derek. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, good on you, Derek. Yeah, I got a... Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for making mm. Danny even better right when you were leaving. <laughs> Maximum Derek. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think the Tantalus is, is a cool model, but more of a small handicap. I mean, it's cool and all. Oh, you say that. I've got oh. some tricks, though, I think. You always have tricks. Yeah. You're like the freaking rabbit. So if you make it Cult of the Red Grief because you can make it Witch Cult... Right, it gets to advance after charging, or charge after advancing, <laughs> and so it, it moves sixteen inches, but it can advance double its movement. <laughs> so you can move it thirty-two inches and still assault somebody, and it has like strength eight, AP minus two attacks in close combat. So you're a monster, kind of. Okay. I mean, we knew. I mean, this like personally, yes, yes, <laughs> okay, absolutely, absolutely. I On the gaming table, a little nicer. <laughs> Um, not when the sweat band goes on. So, oh man, it's yeah. When business. the sweat band goes on, then it's serious business. Hey, don't, when don't the talk sweat to me. bands go on, your chances are gone. Ooh, yeah. Okay, Shit. That that's good. Great. I need yeah, that on a t-shirt. That, that, I just got the chills. You need yeah. that on a t-shirt for yeah. LBO now, or a sweatband. <laughs> <laughs> Could you? You imagine John trying to put that on a sweatband for us. It's either like really tiny font <laughs> <laughs> or it goes all the way around the sweatband. So you're like ballerina pirouetting and your opponent's like, what are you doing? Like, read my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get a tattoo. <laughs> around your head. Yeah, where the sweatband would go so that when the sweatband is on, it covers it up so they know that once the sweatband is on, like they can't. See the anymore? chances disappear. Work's going to want to know what's under that sweatband, though, I think. <laughs> Just Danny showing up for work. I'm going to see you in a suit with a sweatband. <laughs> uh, I've got pictures of that. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, moving on. So uh, I've been working on kind of upgrading my Harlequins list a little bit uh, post-fac. Um, although I kind of had the list that I came up with before the FAQ, like the new one I wanted to try. Um is still going to be it's going to be just as good so i'm probably going to try that one out a little bit and that i basically i had a prophets of flesh detachment in my harlequin list um with uh six talos um urian rakarth uh and that's it um, but i'm going to drop that i'm going to take 60 witches and two succubuses and succubi instead and see how that works out i think it's pretty good um it adds kind of a horde aspect to it it lets me really much through infantry screens really well because witches are good at killing those mm-hmm. um and then uh i've also been kind of working on a backup for funsies list uh i have made uh an acquisition of 18 zoanthropes within the last week you sound like lando <laughs> i've made a deal to keep my army competitive <laughs> for a long time <laughs> So I actually think I may have gotten too many zone throws, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be. Fun. Are you like me so, with Lictors a couple years ago? Do you do you remember that like two or three Lictors, years ago? Lictor spam. I I got a little excited about Lictors, and I've amassed fifteen Lictors. <laughs> okay, that's too many Lictors. Why do you have fifteen Lictors? Because uh, I Why play Tyranids in seventh edition. Thirteen zone throws. Because you can take units of six. You can only take Lictors in units of one. <laughs> but I was running in seventh the Death Leaper formation. 
Sure. So I had like seven uh, lictors off of that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another lictor based formation. I remember was. shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just, it was incredibly fun back in the day to just punch the back of tanks with lictors. Lictors are still really good. Actually. I, th- I mean, I think they're decent anyway. A flat minus one to hit in melee or all the time is just a really good ability. So yeah. are you not concerned at all about with uh, about the smite decree or increasing in value for your your bajillion zoanthropes? So uh, as long as the zoanthropes are close to a neurothrope, they get to reroll ones for psychic pests, and I think that'll help to mitigate that quite a bit. But do they get do they get one dice or two dice on the first two smite? dice? Okay, no, they're like legit psychers. Yeah, like all a right, grown so up not smite. an astropath. No, all right. And their smite goes to twenty four. And if they have the more models they have in their unit, the better their smite is. Okay. So so just use all my basilisks to light up your zoanthropes. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. They count as characters. No, you can no? shoot at them. They have a three plus symbol. Oh man, I screwed. Aren't up they in part that of game. the unit then? They were though, hmm? or are they separate from the unit? What are the the the, the zoanthropes? Are you talking about the neurothrope? Yeah, or the, zoanthrope? the ne- neurothrope. So the neurothrope's a character. So he has five wounds. So you can't shoot him. But you can shoot at the unit of three plus invulnerable saves. That will be minus one to hit. That's cool. <laughs> Worth. <laughs> like, sure, whatever. <laughs> do, do what you want. Let's let's be honest. We're never going to run into each other in a tournament. At best, I'm going to win my first round. You're going to lose because of some weird parry. I don't know, Dave. You talk about how good you are at this game. I mean, mm-hmm. I assume that I'm going to see you. One of these the days, I'm going to actually point. just have you give me a list. You you and then I, when I you win the talk tournament, a big you'll be like, oh, game okay. <laughs> when we're not playing or near models. That's true, I do. <laughs> Although, John, I, I have to admit, I am undefeated against you. You are. You are 1-0 and o against me. Still undefeated. I said that. 2-0, and o. And o. Two and o actually. If we count Connect 4. The Connect 40K? Seri- I count the it. Connect- it. still counts. <laughs> the most serious of 40Ks. The connecting kind. kind yeah. yeah. No, I, I would like to test out. I would like to play against your list. In fact, uh, yeah. I, may, um, I, I may take you up on your custodes offer to... Uh, to test out uh, to borrow some bikes and stuff sure because you've got stuff built that i just i gotta flesh out the i gotta I mean, flesh out my 2k list i don't have a lot built but yeah i can i'll what? let you borrow whatever i have fine give me all your death garden nurgles <laughs> uh that classic seventh edition nurgle imperium list <laughs> mm, yeah mm, classy spicy we're allies um one thing that i wanted to mention that i didn't get to mention last time Ooh. uh is that i due to the my success at the last tournament I've actually upgraded my rank in the Harlequins ranking to the number one Harlequins player. Um, so is that in the ITC? Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, I, I don't have positive noises on this board. No, no. No, that's just in the world. <laughs> Not just ITC. <laughs> it's, well, a, it's an ITC ranking. It's an I, it's, I was like going to say, it's an ITC ranking. Technically, you are no, no, correct. No, 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 no. It's, it's not just that. I mean, I've... I've transcended all other Harlequin players to become literally the best Harlequin player in the world. <laughs> That's pretty positive, John. I, I thought you didn't have anything positive on here. I found a different board. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a Danny board and a Dave board. So the Dave board is all the negative. Yeah, dick, <laughs> they got my dick message <laughs> and you son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry they're still clapping. Oh, sorry. That was very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't see me, but I was trying to wave my hands down. So <laughs> like, they please, would stop. Please, please, yeah. It was yeah. like you just got the nomination for president up there. 
I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, the Harlequin. I mean, not about the number no, one Harlequin. No. So that's true. But yeah. like, not in the world. <laughs> no, technically it's in the world. I, they play ITC games in other parts of the I world. I mean, yeah, but like, it doesn't mean anything. No, like, I mean not it to means them at least no. But my fake internet points are pretty good in Harlequins right now. Yeah, I used your fake internet points to get a free Blizzard the other day. So wait, what? dude, that's why I dropped five points. <laughs> I was saving those up for LVO so I could drink for free. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to go up to people like, hey, I'm the number one Harlequin player here. <laughs> Want to get me an iced slushed alcoholic beverage? <laughs> and then like the family was like, stop talking to us. <laughs> it was weird that you were at an IHOP. <laughs> was it the food court? It just reminds me of like, you know, like the memes where like the hookers like, I'll do anything for 20 bucks or for 50 bucks. And like, okay, cool. Come play my army for me, and I'm gonna go drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, you might do better. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh man, do I get a laugh Classy. track now? Wow. Yeah, I, I have a laugh track on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so, so people know when to laugh. Ah, uh, Andy, because they wouldn't know previously. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. Definitely not. <laughs> the. Uh, so the the thing I'm looking forward to, and I'll probably actually uh, get there, is the, the awards are on Sunday, right? They are. Uh, so they'll do like the uh, first place, you know, first through a hundred or however many people win prizes at LBO, okay. and then they, they'll they'll do the uh, presenting of the trophy for faction trophy, right? Sure. And that's based off of your actual ranking, not in not in how you did in the tournament. Right. It's right. The, it's the end of the ITC season, so it would be so based off of ranking. I'm I'm gonna be there waving my terrible schvet bands around when you get up when you go up on stage to get your i don't know if they have a stage i don't know well let's see. i'm gonna erect a stage it, just for you i'm planning on playing i'm gonna bring a portable ones. stage so that when you win and they call your name i'm just gonna run up there really fast slap it down so you can walk up it and then stand above frankie and reese Ooh, i'm gonna do that already <laughs> yeah but this time you'll be you'll be like dick height to them they'll be oh, dick height to I you see. sorry okay. no, you won't be dick height to them um yeah, no, it's not a stage. It's like a really like the neat sports style backdrop with the LVO logo, but it's just on the convention floor. I don't even. I don't think they take your picture though if you're a faction winner. Uh, oh, we you, will. You get given your trophy on a live stream. If it's oh, the same as a couple of years cool. ago. Still, still taking well, okay. pictures of it. So first of all, I haven't won anything yet because like there's still LVO and that's worth a lot of points. Granted, mm-hmm. I am bringing Harlequins to LVO, and I think there will be less Harlequin players now that the fact has come out because or Harlequins good did ones. get hurt pretty hard the, their major gimmicks kind of got abused sure or unabused i should say so yeah. um yeah i don't know we'll see it'll be exciting it'll be fun yeah it will uh we're gonna take a break we'll come on back maybe possibly um just like on your mom who knows nope that's ending the show all right so this has been Mob Rules. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's only been two weeks since I've done this. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it. 
from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Waka waka. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you buy this? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's an old app. Okay, uh, Jesus. But apparently, because that's <laughs> has he been relevant. In, so was oh, that I'm way louder now? Oh no, you should be. Is that say, Fozzie oh, okay. as? Uh, no, that is oh, a non copyright infringing person saying wacko wacko. Oh, which is not that's just sounds like that's a uh, gozi. It's gauzy. bar, gauzy bar. You can say bear, Dave. Bear is not a trademark. <laughs> bear, is, <laughs> bear is not trademarked. You, you should know all about bears. Uh, I usually don't. I, You know what? I got nothing for that. I knew where I wanted to go with it, which was to say that I usually had to, to you know, drive I, them off of oh, you. We know where you bear, wanted to but, go with bears. But, <laughs> but you know, whatever. We're, but we're there's no alley at John's oh, man, house. That's, that's, <laughs> so I had to talk Cody out of a tattoo about 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Where okay. he was like, dude. Was it one with like time. an octopus where the butthole is the mouth? <laughs> I, nobody would ever recreate your tattoo, John. Come on, because yeah, it's trademarked. Yeah, trademarked. No, he, he I, from here because I have a story about one of those. What, mm. uh, well, well, let's okay. Let's let's Hold hear. On. Let's hear Dave's weird tattoo story first. Right. So he he wanted to get this memorial uh, tattoo, but uh, for his because uh, he used to spend time with his grandpa down in Cake, Alaska, and there was tons of bears. So he wanted to get a bear paw on the middle of his uh, shoulder blade. <laughs> and I I had to go, yeah, you know that's a symbol for something, right? You should get You'll that. Give it up. And you are that type. You you are a bear. You, you should get it that. on his lower back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't right know. That sounds tram, like a handhold, really, like where the... <laughs> just, <laughs> just put your hand right here. Yeah. Place hand here. All right, now what's, right, what's yours? What's your, yours? Yeah, because well, when you're reminded with anus being an octopus mouth, right. then it's yeah. a good story. Oh no, there's totally a. I, I saw a local woman of dancing uh, repute up here with that same tattoo. Burlesque or more dirty? Uh, dirtier. Okay. Hmm. Good, good times. Good yeah. times. I saw it on the internet. Um, <laughs> before I saw it in person. Before we uh, move on and uh, talk about uh, Malice, the best Eisenhorn book so far, uh, let's we we've talked uh, about some of the FAQ stuff already, and Danny kind of had a really nice write up on our Facebook page about the FAQ stuff. Let's go over some of the the kind of major changes and um, what you're kind of not going to be seeing or seeing on the tabletop going on. Uh, Dave, give sure. us a rundown. <laughs> Dude, just put him. Man, on the I don't spot. have notes for this one. Um, so uh, I'm just so, going to go through what, what Danny has down here on his uh, very good little write-up. Oh, make us turn off our here. phones, and then you go to YouTube or Facebook oh, and pull yeah, it up. Yeah, look at I my mean, Dave, iPad. I remember what I wrote, mm-hmm. so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so, I didn't even read what you wrote. So I just broadcast it to the universe for you because <laughs> it was a good write-up because I looked at the end and said, I just I read the last paragraph, and I went, that's a good write-up. Uh, <laughs> so so you're here. Uh, Concise. Uh, CP regeneration has been somewhat fixed. It's now limited to one command point, a battle round. 
with except with potential exceptions with a right? couple of exceptions um, like pregame stuff so like for example my autark for my eldar if i deploy him in the deployment phase i can still use him to regen multiple points before deployment um, and there are a couple of other examples too but during the game uh, regardless of strat or regardless of warlord traits um, relics anything like that the most you can regain is one per round well Kinda. I was gonna say there there are a couple of factions that have so the ability Har- to Harlequins can get more than one. So the player in Twilight um, is the warlord trait, and basically if you roll you roll a dice every time somebody uses a stratagem. Mm-hmm. If you roll equal to the number of points spent on the stratagem, you get all of the points for it, and that still works. But it only works you only can do it successfully once per battle round. So if somebody spends three CP on something, you could roll a three and get three. Mm-hmm. But that's so that's more than one. I mean, that's but that's that's still you only only getting back. But but rather once, than doing it every yeah. time, right? Oh right, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You're just oh yeah, it's one. way worse than it was. But it's, I mean, it's still so a good. chance. It's still good. I was gonna say, I guess, I I'm really excited to be able to give uh, to not have to take care of Zaquilla and um, the. It does open up list building yeah, again, it, where you don't feel kind of like restrained. Well, you know. Like that bad meme, like, I have a guard battalion, so I must have Kirov's Aquila. Right. You know? Sure. So so that helps. Um, we have some changes, a uh, big change to infiltration and the stratagems and things that kind of come I along. I like the this. infiltration changes, actually. Um, I'm a fan of most of them. Um, so, like, the Stygie 7. So the Guardians, or the Rangers one? Uh, yeah, the Stygie 7 stratagem, the Raven Guard, Alpha Legion, is changed to a 9-inch pregame move. Mm-hmm. Um, so you deploy, and then you can move 9 inches. Um, and then a couple of other things. Uh, Eldar Rangers, for one, um, got changed to being deep striking. Yeah. I'm a little sad about that. Well, I still think Rangers should have the same role that scouts do. Yeah, because it changes. So now Nurglings and scouts are primo, primo troop, troop choices now. So well, yeah, so Nurglings were already a primo, super Nurglings, primo. scouts, stealth suits, and, and ghost keels all still get that ability. I heard stealth suits are still Gucci, so... Yeah, as, as yeah. our friend Nate responded to everything we said about the FAQ, Stealth is Gucci, <laughs> which yep. is what the kids are saying it's nowadays. Good, good comeback, I guess. I don't um, know. But what it really stops it's is... is uh, I don't speak urban. It stops the, <laughs> the, the way kind of either the entire board's being cut off at the start or kind of you know, your enemy's right up in your face, turn one. So, you know, again, it's opening up list building a little bit so you don't have to necessarily... All right, so I might face like these seven different things, so I have to have a screen or deploy in a certain way, and kind of freeing it up again. So with a, with a very few exceptions, nobody can get into your deployment zone on the first turn via like infiltration Shit. methods or anything like that. Which I feel like Zeta is good. So you don't have to screen it off as much, except against two, three armies that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh. Some stratagems went up in cost. I was surprised by this. I thought they would hold really? off till no. chapter approved for this stuff. I think I think that's a no. well okay. I think it's an, as an immediate of a problem as it is. I think it needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that they're willing to make changes to the points on stratagems. I think that that's a really good call. Being flexible with anything, and it seems like they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good move on their part. Um, so yeah, agents of act up to four command points, yep. which along with the the change to regenerating command points, uh, makes it still good, but Force way me. less effective. Yeah. yeah, way more. I really got to decide whether I want to use this. Oh, for sure. Not, As opposed know. to just like you know, I played games where my opponent's just being like, "Fact, 
okay. And then next project, packed. Like, right. Well, okay. You know, I would like is, to do something. Yeah. And so that gets its way. Um, <laughs> upon wings of fire, uh, your smash captain extraordinaire is now two command points. Yep. Um, and then a bunch of the good night ones, the order of companions, oathbreaker, missile, darkest mm-hmm. hour, are all up to three command points, uh, combined with the whole, uh, again, reduction of command point, uh, yeah. regeneration there. It, it was very well done to make it so that, you know, if, if you're playing a full night list, instead of just look at me, I brought a Castellan. So rather than saying Castellans have gone up to 800 points, which screws over people that, you know, weren't running Imperial Soup, but just wanting to enjoy their delicious nights. It, it, I feel like they did a very, a very good job to balance uh, positives and negatives to still being able to feel that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. and, yeah, for sure. And then we come to kind of the biggest change um, is the changes to the fly keyword. Yeah, I think that is which is huge. sexy down the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's sexy. I like it. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit already. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm even though I would say it negatively affects the majority of my armies, I, I'm fine with the change. I like that screens become more valid. So, well, I th- Or I even more valid, I should say. You put in your write-up here, Danny, the, the conscripts are kind of back in the, the yeah, picture again. I think, I think I mean, why, why conscripts, though, instead of just regular troops? Massive right? units. Because you can take it's 20 still, in a unit. It's uh, Isn't its base unit... Um, 20 20 20 for 80 points though it's mm-hmm. you can take two guardsmen uh for for 80 as well why not okay. just do that because you can make all of those all of those guys fearless they can all benefit from the same buffs so instead of buffing Buff. two units you're only buffing one granted you can merge the guard squads together with one cp so uh, let's so the cp thing for for a second to flashback our buddy taylor runs a uh, brigade with this new change to the way that CP regens, would he do you do you think that he would be better off running two battalions for ten points as opposed to one brigade? I think we're going to see more brigades. To be honest with you, do you? Because um, it's because you're only getting seven from a brigade as opposed no, to you twelve. Get twelve from is it twelve? It's twelve yeah. from a brigade now. Seven, then. It used to be twelve. Oh. So it used to be three for a battalion, seven for a brigade. And then they none of us can say brigade. No, no. brigade. So brigade was are, nine. Are you, was it nine? Brigade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they upped nine. it to five and twelve. Why did I think it was seven? I have no earthly okay. idea. Yeah. So never mind. Ignore me then, because in my head I was Unless thinking you're he's, playing he's Dave. throwing so much more in there for seven as opposed yeah. to doing two at five. Yeah. For, for, forget right. about that. Unless you're so playing you two Dave. Extra. Right. Unless you're playing Dave, who's playing a brigade, in which case remind him at seven. I'm definitely never going to be playing a brigade. Granted, yep. like he has to make some additional expenditures in the in the brigade. Right, to make it that's work. what I'm saying. If you're just doing it to get the CP, why why not just do two of these? But so it's going to be like relatively speaking, uh, four hundred points or so. No, not four hundred. Maybe three hundred three, points. It's, it's three sixty for two uh, battalions of guards. Sure. To, to fit that out, but I mean, it works. I think it works really. Would work really well with. Uh, that's the barest minimum. That's no. Well, also, it means like you can only take one detachment instead of two detachments. If right. you limit it to three, is the other benefit there too. But yeah, uh, I said I just wanted to kind of go over some of the um, the the big FAQ changes real quick. Uh, like I said, screens are amazing now for other reasons, mainly protecting you against fly. Yeah, uh, you can move that smash captain into someone's deployment zone as quickly as you want. But you better clear out all the chaff around your characters, otherwise he's or getting nowhere. Just jump over yep. them in the movement phase. 
well on, on wings of fire the the stratagem that lets smash captain move like that puts him like square and if you spread out with chaff then ah. there's nowhere for him to go so i oh, said and so, not only you can't move through models you have to measure vertical distances when you move on ruins yeah. and stuff too or charge from ruins yeah charge from or ruins, charge but from not, but elevation you ignore the ruins if you're just going over it sure or on top of it yeah right but yeah, lots, yeah, lots of good down. changes, um, lots of things that kind of open up, again, army selection, which I think was the, every time I see an FAQ from Games Workshop, that's kind of their main goal, I think, is to open up army selection. Uh, and I think they start to do major changes when they see the same list over and over and over again. Well, when it was, what, one third of all lists at, at uh, Nova were that? the Some some variant of Guard, Castellan, Smash? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So Castellans were very popular. And now that they've sold a lot of them, they can make them bad again. Uh, they haven't they haven't actually made them bad. They haven't made any changes to them really yet. I yeah. Mean, Wake me up when December ends is a great Green Day song. And also I think I, it's September. I think I think Poon Knight's gonna go down in cost. And I think That's a bad Green Day song. And I think Poon Poon Knight? <laughs> Poon Knight, yes. The worst. Yeah, Poon Knight will go down in cost, Castellan will go up. Uh, Dire Avengers will hopefully go down otherwise. Hey, we'll go no, up. that'd be good. Yeah, and they're going up. Dire Avengers? Yeah. No, dude. They're going to nah, No one no, takes totally them. Maybe. They're going up just because John said it, and it's a well-known fact that Andy Smiley and, and Pete Foley listen to our podcast because... Mm, they have to because, yeah, make sure. Because we're an orc-based podcast, yeah. and, and they, wanted to, they wanted to hear some good orc-based podcast uh, stuff. It's October. Oh, First of all, can I say a couple... I'm sorry if they have to do that. Like, mm. I'm really sorry. Why are you sorry. pointing at the gluten-free weird beer thing? No, no, I'm making that. numbers <laughs> with my fingers. So, so number yeah. okay. two. Gotcha. Um, uh, what's up? <laughs> number two is just what's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and C, how you doing? Yeah. The color. How you the letter, doing? The letter purple. The letter purple. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to take one more quick break. I'm going to stop popping levels here real quick. And uh, we're going to come back and talk about Eisenhorn uh, Malleus, which is like brigade. The best of the book. Which is a hard I said brigade correctly. If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40K, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind. Tier 1 Cards of Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none. And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40k starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. My name is Beth Davis, and I witnessed it. What? I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking at this weird soundboard that I found. What? And that actually worked. The the button <laughs> the button just says I witnessed it. So I'm like, oh, all right, we'll give that a try. Um, but yeah, so today sure. we're going back to our roots a little bit and really badly and confusingly talking about books. As yeah. a tradition. Yeah. As is tradition, uh, dangerously enough, when my computer is in the shop, we're going to do the episodes that take the most editing. Uh, we're talking about Eisenhorn uh, Malice, which is uh, book two in the Eisenhorn trilogy. Um, and uh, it kind of follows the further adventures of Gregor Eisenhorn. It's the second best Eisenhorn book. It's the second best Eisenhorn book that I will agree with well, both of you. It's the second Eisenhorn book. 
is also That's the second sure. best. Uh, I haven't read the Ravener series yet, so I'm not willing to put my stamp of approval. Those are. Well, yet. wait a minute. That's a different series. That's a different series. We can't rate them the same because they're very different. Yes, I will say. Um, first thoughts about Malice was Jesus Christ, stop sucking Ravener's dick. Because <laughs> he just the, really likes Ravener. The man. first third of the book, there was so much verbal fellation of like Ravener. <laughs> it's like we get it. You don't want to write about Eisenhorn. You want to write about Ravener, but they told you to write another Eisenhorn book. No. Come on, dude! He was just really proud of his pupil for the first time ever. I don't know. I just, mm. eh. I mean, it seemed like he was, but that you, I mean, Dan, that's that's the writing. So it is what it is. So I mean, until uh, like Ravener really develops, like and becomes his own dude, like in his own series. So like, it's I actually Ravener puberty, right? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, <laughs> he reminded me at the start of this book. Uh, until it like, becomes a happy meal, like Poochie from The Simpsons. You know, like, if Ravener's not on the screen, other characters should ask, where's Ravener? Mm. <laughs> in, in, in a box. <laughs> yeah, in, in, like, the, the... Spoiler alert, I'm not that far in the, the book the yet. The Dalek box. You read the book. I know. I know you okay. read the book. God. But yeah, uh, guys, uh, let's... Besides, in a box is Pontius Claw, from the previous book, so... So there are, there can be more than claw, one character sorry, in a claw. box. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's like actually a, it's recurring like a bad, theme. It's like a bad improv game where only one character, one has to be standing, one sitting, and one in a box. <coughs> Schrodinger's <you're> Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you have one heretic in the box, is it alive or dead? Yeah. Yes. Mm. But yeah. So uh, malice. So Danny, why don't you start us off uh, with uh, malice? Okay. Uh, do you want me just to like sure. start at the beginning? Of the start, start at the beginning. Page one. Hold on. Let's read it but out loud. Clarify for us the Get proper some... way to say the title. Malleus. I mean, that's right. You know why I know that? Because I got the audio book, just like I did. Uh, but you kept saying malice, and I was like, I'm going to say malice. I'm going to continue. Was Toby to say Longworth malice. wrong from start to finish every time he said it? I don't know. I didn't listen to the audio book. You really should. It's like it's really good. It's it's probably the second best Eisenhorn audio book. Of, of I'll, I'll agree to. with that. Only because Hereticus is better. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, it's the second best I've currently listened to. Okay, Malleus. So, all right. Um, it starts off. Did you guys? Does it start off? I, okay, so I bought the. I bought like a special edition of it, so I have like oh, a short story maybe at bags. the beginning. Yeah. Well, um, what was your uh, short story at the start of? Did, so did edition? it start with you guys started? Does it start with uh, the Dark Eldar Lady? Mm, I don't think so. I think it starts. Wait, when you say the Dark Eldar Lady, do you mean? Um, them chasing the spider queen lady yeah yes. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry to that that's the first so chapter good. of the book dude. oh my god wasn't that a great intro yeah yeah, yeah. that so was good. super red and so like it goes in eisenhorn has been poisoned by her po- like her her dark, dark eldar, eldar trained training, poisoner yeah. and uh like it's a xenos cult like they're worshiping dark eldar i liked when they said that that the lady was such a heretic that she was recently inducted into the cult of kayla mensha kane and uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess Dark Elder probably still, like, view him in a favorable light. Yeah. I mean, he's the god of murder. They like murder. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he gets poisoned by this guy with the two-part poison, and he hasn't taken the second part of the poison yet. Or, or well, like, it becomes activated if he eats or drinks anything. No, it, so what I like is that they poison him with it, but they discovered that he was poisoned, and they said, oh, it's a two-part. It's like epoxy, so you've got right. uh, you got this part. Yeah. So as long as you don't eat this part, you'll be fine. So... They were testing all of his, uh, they were testing all of his water and not letting him eat. Right. Like, 
we can't test your food, so sorry, you just can't eat. Right, yeah. So he's like starving and dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to, like going to fight this like end boss, because right? Because any second he could just get, you know, calcium and die. So, right? or whatever, yeah, whatever sure. the other part was. <laughs> calcium. <laughs> Yeah, because it could have been that whatever was the activator, right? I mean, it could have been that. I mean, I would have made the activator water because. Well, I mean, it had to be a chemical or a water is a chemical. H2O, Dave. Two hydrogen, (laughs) one oxygen. What you're you're saying is they should have made hydrogen the activator. Or, I don't know, or oxygen, I guess. I mean, he just dies by breathing. That's not. That's even better, right? Right, but he wasn't trained that well by the Dark Eldar. Anyway. So. But so the so, so the story that you're starting with it, Dave's the, bad torture methods aside. Right. Yes, I wasn't sure if it was a short story that was like an edition because I no, get some I of those sometimes. No, because I think it's actually the start. Like, yeah, it the, sounds right. The, uh, special the edition, as it's called on Audible, is what we got here. Yeah, right? um, mm-hmm. but there's the the brief bit with uh, Cherubal at the very beginning. The the sub. Oh yeah, yeah. We're okay. If we're going to be correcting Cherry Bale. Anyway, no, no, so Cherry Bale. It's Cherry Bale. Cherry bale. <sighs> like cherub. Right. Yeah. Cherub bale. Whatever. Anyway. Cherry bale? Cherry bale? Anyway, cherry pale? Go ahead. Uh, cherry pit? Tell, tell us what happens in that. Name. That's why Wild so Cherry is his new nickname. Wild Cherry. I like it. <laughs> Wild uh, Cherry Pepsi. All right. So. Pepsi by Al. So uh, the, that Inquisitor is like doing a bust of some like cult. And uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi takes like takes him down. But like refrains, like kills his whole posse, but refrains from killing the Inquisitor because the Inquisitor is wearing like a gas mask. He takes off the gas mask and goes, oh, you're not Gregor. And then like, like slashes him across his chest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After having a conversation with him where he's not responding because he's wounded him. He's like, well, right. sorry, I had to wound you, but I had to make it look I had convincing. To make it look right. Didn't I? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. Say no more. Right. And the, uh, to give him a bad name. Yeah, right. Cher- Cherry Pepsi's kind of like a crazy ex-girlfriend uh, with Eisenhorn at the start of this book here. Just obsessed with kind of like breaking up his relationship with the Imperium. Yep. I would imagine Cherubiel has like a, a void space he lives in where, uh, you know, he has his pictures of Eisenhorn with the eyes cut out. And they'll never love you like I can. A little hair you. shrine. A little hair shrine. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> so he's Cher- Cherubiel... Cherubial, Cherubial Bill? Is that what it is? Yeah. Ooh, Wild Cherry uh, Bill. Wild, Wild Cherry, cherry Bill. Bill. <laughs> he's just dancing around and he's skinning right. Inquisitors alive. I've stopped taking notes about what we're calling people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so if we refer to somebody as a flavor and Bill of some type or a flavor of Pepsi, we're probably talking about the demon host. Right. There Except for Profonti, but we'll talk about him later. So so that little tiny bit, like I, I heard that and I had to stop and go back and listen to it again. I was like, this doesn't sound right. What's going on? And then it skips to the, the Dark Eldar Chase, who is an arachnid lady, which she's got like spider limbs and stuff. Right. Uh, and he fights people that are have, all like have shadow fields and all this other like I, Dark Eldar tech. Oh, did you get the opinion the opinion that the, the main bad guy of this chapter was a, a male? Because I got no. a, I got no, the, oh, I got okay, a female. It's a chick. Okay. Chick. Spider chick. Without legs. Spider chick. Spider chick. Because an Inquisitor cut off her legs. Mm-hmm. She, she kind of reminds me of um, the bad guy from Wild West, that terrible uh, Will Smith movie. Okay, first of all, that movie is not terrible. I know it's not terrible, but oh, everybody man. thinks it's terrible. I love that movie. No, that's that's a great movie. It I, has one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Oh, 
Wild Wild West Jim West Desperado. Rough Rider. No, wow. <laughs> none of this six brother. Um, so that they he takes his. I gotta squad. pull up my audience soundboard so he can just randomly boo Dave for his bad opinions. <laughs> I, Dave just said he liked it though. I actually, so, I actually really do like it. But it's, man, it's the pan. banter between the villain and We're Will Smith is so here, good, so bad. We gotta save this for our Will Smith Wild Wild West podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, we we'll meet on Wednesdays. Um. So, so the, you leave the the spider lady is he, they're engaging and trying to get in there and he's got Ravener with him right he does and this was a, this was like beautiful our, Ravener our his day. most promising student of all time with luscious hair with and his, his thick mu- luscious hair and his little mutant bodyguard the uh, yeah the mutant bodyguard forgot all about that guy because he dies so fast it's not even funny so he, he has a model did you know that I or he do does now. yeah he has a, he, he has a inquisitor model Ravener or the no bodyguard. the mutant well both no oh, nice. So, all right. So it also turns out that Ravener has been doinking some some badass assassin oh. chick, kind of a well, moderate. Death she's cult not an assassin. assassin. She's like a she's a just a swordsman sword. with like a force sword. I think you'll find Ravener is the swordsman, swordsman in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, it was Beth Davis, and I witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, got him! Oh God, we're gonna right, get sued yeah. by Beth Davis after yeah. this. Yeah. Beth, did you hear on some shitty podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, so they go into the, they're going to the catacombs to try to uh, discover her, and Ravner's out there like setting off or uh, it he's was scouting, Ravner, right? Yeah, yeah. Ravner's doing all the scouting, which was weird because he's just an Why? interrogator at this point. Yeah, yeah, but well, that's like that's... the second highest ranked member of the warband. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not just an interrogator. It's not the kind of thing you would think somebody uh, of a scout. Well, they can't verbally really? suck his dick if he doesn't do all of this cool extra stuff to help them. Yeah, well, the dick sucking stops he, shortly. He has a he has a shoulder mounted psi cannon. No, no, I'm and like he's a yeah, badass. A shoulder a, a shoulder mounted psi cannon is not the kind of thing you think of when you're thinking of stealth. Hold on, fuck you, predator, dude. He's That's got not you. a psi cannon. The predator has a shoulder thing. mounted cannon. Yeah, the plasma caster is basically the same thing as a. So are, are you basically game. telling me that Abnet stole Ravener, and in his head as he was writing him, it was just a predator with a human face? I no. think I think Predator was on in the background when he was writing it, but <laughs> no, John Blanche stole the idea from Predator clearly because he's a no talented hack, <laughs> and so <laughs> wow, come on, <laughs> oh Rangu. <laughs> Why would you say Spicy. something so controversial Spicy. and yet so brave I and mean, true? I don't, I don't like. Anyway, I, I will disagree uh, with John Blanche being a no-talent hack, but that's because I grew up looking at that. I, I, me too. No, you didn't. He, John Blanche was like ninety by the time he even started looking at Ford Day stuff. <laughs> so he's alive right now on his throne of gold, being fed a thousand psychers every day. Uh, is he still alive? He's John still Blanche? alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. And he listens <laughs> to this podcast. Oh. So. It's, Sorry, sorry, John. Number one, <laughs> not sorry. Number two, what up? <laughs> Number three, I love your art. <laughs> I love art. I feel um, I feel that your work in the Demon Codex really uh, brings that army to life. Oh man, you got to mute down because there's no model pictures in there. Just beautiful inquisitorial art from crazy people having seen demons. I like it. It's perfect. Everything a codex about demons should be. All right, stop. <laughs> Just stop. We're moving on <laughs> to talk about the Dark Eldar Spider Lady because we, I mean, this is like a one chapter in this book. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, we're gonna. Have, this is a three-hour podcast tonight. Yeah. Oh, get fuck. get your big boy pants on. You're in for the long haul with this. I one. need more beer because you did not. You literally did not read this yesterday like I did. So it's completely all fresh up here, except right. for the part. Well, that yeah, I, I finished on to. Saturday. You've read it multiple times yeah. before, though. But yeah, I'm sure. You should have all this. Keep, keep knowledge going, going. Keep going. We we got this. We're good. We're good. All right. So <laughs> they kill this lady, right? After a big fight. She wasn't even that tough seeming. Actually, to so the homunculus was a badass. Yeah. Because he took the down. The poisoner guy. Yeah. No. No, no, no. no the homunculus. There's a homunculus. The poisoner guy jumps out of the oh, shadows right. as as Eisenhorn is chasing after the spider lady and stabs him with the second part of the poison. Which was, you know. Milk. Was milk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Milk. Turns out the secret ingredient <laughs> was milk. <laughs> what it was awesome. syringe-based milk. milk. <laughs> Just jumps out. It does a body good, Eisenhorn. <laughs> There's the so, tricks, rabbits, last fuck you. <laughs> and I forgot how we I forgot killed. about the homunculus. Yeah, the, so the homunculus like kills the the swordsman chick and Ravener like this like oh, he flips was, out. He fucking murders the shit out of like two people, the swordsman right. and Oh he kills the, the mutant. Yeah. And the guardsman too, I think. Because the mutant uh had a special level to him so uh like the guardsman cuts ravener and the mutant flies into a rage and is like ah and runs into him barreling him down and then he's just like stabbed dead sure well the, yeah okay yeah anyway. the, the mutant not ravener the, but, but yeah the chick going down i was like wow all this talk about how awesome she was with the blade and how she was testing it and everything else she's just like dead well she's fighting against Neldar. that makes her, sense uh, yeah their their reactions it's are a master race uh, humans. ang ang harad yeah Dave, I see What's your page name? of notes. You have like literally a third names. of a page. A few names. Engrod in relation to Aranarod, which comes in in the Ravener series. Ooh, spoilers. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag no spoilers, Danny. It's, it's all circular. It's a it shared universe. Yeah, it feels and do you like know it. that Ravener is tied to the Grey Knights book, too? Yes. Uh, that that is, is, is he the one that tells him to murder all the sisters of battle and bathe in their blood to you'll win? Just, oh. You'll, have to, you'll wow. have to read the book to find out, John. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess. It's a good I thing will. I bought that yesterday. And also... Do you, um, you bought the Emperor's Gift? Heretic? Uh, Hereticus? Her, oh, wait. Oh, did you buy Ravener or did you buy Hereticus? I bought both. Because I was like, screw it. I know which direction we're going. I'm not going to be looking for this book on a Sunday that I'm supposed to be reading it because I don't want to read it on my phone. That's right. So anyway, so he gets stabbed with the second part of the poison. Uh, they they take care of a couple of your boyos. He he dies a bunch of times. He dies a bunch of times. That's what they said. They have to bring. But he was back. still alive. So, well, they brought him back. Yeah. I mean, it's the forty first. Is it really dead if they're bringing you he back? He was weak as a kitten, as he yeah. said. Yeah, that was true. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they brought him back with string and a yarn. Yeah, a yarn ball. I was yarn say. ball. Don't you die on and some me. milk and a laser out and a laser drink pointer. Milk out of a cu- out of a cup. The, which only, is the only cure. Milk, milk injected. Bad. Yeah. Milk drank. Good. The cure. <laughs> well, should, I want to see poison. you if I inject you with milk. You're probably going to just see me punch you in the head because it'll be just, <laughs> first off. I'll be like, what the fuck? Just wait, Dave. Just wait till Vegas. Well, he's not going to be in Vegas. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> So so as now as you scream, this is for my sandwich. Bitch. <laughs> so now that we're twenty minutes into this book review, let's move on to the main book and not the prologue from the special <laughs> edition. Well, it was. I mean, I guess it was. Uh, all right. So the the well, the the prologue and the special edition uh, ends with him going dead, and then he gets up and he's they're traveling on the ship and training while he's making the journey back to his home planet. Yeah. Because it, the, well, the actual they got summoned. Story. They got summoned to this the the big ass parade to celebrate the the promotion. But didn't he go to his uh, 
his own domicile that he rented first with like a cook and when chefs he and when he got when he gets there. there but yeah the reason yeah. like heading, i don't follow your shit i'm gonna go back the reason to my house i think first. the thing i loved was like he was sitting there on his ship on the way back to his home planet and his assistant who he well, it's not his home planet but it's oh yeah base. but yeah his home base yeah his assistant who he fucking hates like as much as he loves ravener he oh hates alan von Beg. von Beg, he hates him with a passion he's like well uh this is your schedule for the next week and it's just like jam-packed with shit the whole time and he's just like nope i'm not gonna do that i might do this but i'm not he's, gonna do that yeah he looked at the he looked at his emails and he went spam 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 <laughs> spam ooh spam it's kind of like me looking at my work emails and it's like meeting meeting web meeting oh i can miss that (laughs) um but i I like so it was at this part of the book that i really started to lose interest um because it felt like uh, the first book didn't feel like this but the the amount of descriptors going into everything else that was happening i was like dear god well to me that's like an abnet trait is the first third of a book that abnet does and this is from comics and and novels as well is very world buildy and it kind of it gets Didn't less as it goes on, but it's kind of it's like it's setting a solid foundation for the rest of the book, so he doesn't have to be quite as descriptive later on. I yeah, feel. except they're literally at home base for like twenty minutes and then they leave. I didn't need fifteen of those minutes to be descriptors of how cool home base is. To be fair, not. they go back to home base. They go back to home base later on, and he has to describe it less because there's action at that point. So, so I like I said that's just kind of a style of, of Abnett stuff. Did I miss a chapter? I don't remember them ever going back to home base. Yeah, we're not we're not talking we're, about this we're, book. We're, we're, Come on, man! Spoilers! Oh, is, is, is I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, it's gonna be tough. All right. Uh, well, no, they talk about it. They talk about it. Oh wait, no, he doesn't because they. No, he closes it. Yeah, he closes it down. That's right. Yeah, yeah never mind. They don't go back. Away. So he's got uh, Beckwin at the house with his with uh, the distaff, right? Is that what they they were called? Yeah, the distaff. Yeah, the the distaff uh, are part of a wing of his home, but kind of separate. But he he it, so this book is set. A hundred and some odd years since Xenos. For everybody that's read it, that sounds yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred or hundred. It's it's a long well, it's, it's like a hundred and six or something like yeah. that. So just just so you know, it's set very far ahead. So all the characters that you knew, you know, are still there, obviously, except they're not. Plus some new ones, yeah. Um, like all of his household staff, you were always like, oh, he's got a giant household, but he's got uh, a retinue. Uh, a Beckwin has built herself up. A, a blank squad, right. if you will. Yeah, it was like they the, have like fifty of them. Yeah, the living greatest in collection of blanks, pretty yeah. much found. Yep. And, and so, so then he has. So his pilot has died in the mean in right. the intro. So, so Betancourt has died, and he got himself a new pilot whose name is Betancourt. Betancourt, right? His daughter. Okay. Because <laughs> because that threw me for a loop. Not reading the book, I was just listening. I'm sitting there like Betancourt is still alive, and, and then he says Medea Betancourt, and I went, I'm, "That's not the right name. What's going on?" It's because it was Midas in the first one. There. Yeah. So and so he's got him. He's got Amos still. Still Amos is bro. still around. Mm-hmm. Amos is still around. Um, F- uh, Fishig is still around. Oh yeah, Fishig is but well, you don't, but not there because no, Fishig they, is doing his own thing, right? right. Yeah. You don't you don't know that he's still around, right? Right, but we we go back to his house. Uh, we kind of lovely we, meal, lovely meal. We look around, um, and that's when he gets snuck up on uh, by one. On fact, no, isn't this the one where he has so, the nude scene? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so first, his head of security says, "Hey, somebody's tried to break in a couple times, right?" Yeah. Whose name you don't need to know. Yeah. Well, it's Kersher, but it comes in like he's in the maybe. Oh, maybe you need books. to know it. So uh, it's in Ravener. <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so so, uh, so he says, yeah, there's been some break-ins. 
So they talk about he he did a bug sweep and found a bunch of bugs, and they determined that they were made by their Inquisition bugs. They're very high high tech, like super high tech. Right, right. Oh, and he gets some emails saying like from his friends like Titus and Dor and stuff like he wants to hang out, um, like come over for beers or but whatever. He, but he uses uh, Eisenhorn's code. Right, right. Anyway, so Q night, right? Nighttime. Like, nighttime comes, and so. Uh, Eisenhorn gets like a bad feeling or something like that and goes to the kitchen and Medea skipped dinner and is like in a sexy nightshirt, like pulling chicken wings out of the fridge or something. I'm not sure. And yeah, she was, Ravner, she was, like she, she's pulling out several phallic shaped meats. <laughs> anyway, Ravner or uh, sorry, Eisenhorn kicks open the door like his towel falls off. <laughs> He's naked and scares the shit out of her. It's like, hey, freeze. And she's like, dude, I'm just eating some chicken or whatever. <laughs> and so then Nail comes in. By the way, Harlan Nail is like another one of his underlings who's like a fucking badass. Mm. Um, and he goes, oh, man, I didn't know you were so keen on her. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a boner. <laughs> I assumed that was, I mean, assumed he had yeah. a boner going there, on. There was a subtle boner reference. Yeah. You know, there's something there. magical by the way Toby Longworth says boner, by the way. It was just, <laughs> I was totally immersed at that point. <laughs> But then she, they realized that there's... Eisen's horns chub. <laughs> <laughs> His imperial eagle, if you will. Yeah. Anyway, so so they, so they Harlan goes, no, there's actually been a break-in, guys. Like, get get your shit together. And so they go try and take out this guy who's in a, you know, a stealth suit. Stealth suit, basically. And uh, Medea ends up taking him out after he kicks a shit of naked Ravener and Harlan for a minute. And... Uh, I, Eisenhorn. Yeah, I'm sorry, Eisenhorn. Sorry, because Ravener would never have lost to him. No, Ravener wouldn't suit. have lost. At least he's, by the way, he yeah, was he's pulled. he's yeah. He, he was sleeping. He needed his beauty sleep for <laughs> his beautiful high cheekbone face and long lustrous hair. Sad that he lost his swords, woman. Uh, he was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so they they subdue the guy in the stealth suit. Yeah, and it's actually Betancourt that subdues him by, with like a kick to the face, and then she's holding a gun, on, a needle pistol, right? Yeah, sure. she because she's that's, what, that's what she that's what she rocks. Yeah, yeah. So she's just like her dad. I guess the apple doesn't fly far from the tree. Oh, fly apples far! God damn it! Apples don't. She's fly, a pilot, Dave, but mm. apples don't fly. It's a it's a <laughs> shitty joke. John. Go get me an apple, John, and I'll show you. Yeah. I'll take that one. It was a terrible joke. <laughs> so so they subdue her. Or subdue this person, and I'm expecting to see like it be, you know, oh, the serious uh, well, assassin Bill. from the. Uh... <laughs> nah, it's too early in the book for Cherry Cherry Bill to show back up. Oh no, yeah. I was expecting Cherry Pepsi to show up real early in this book here. Well, he did right at the very beginning. Well, as a like, you don't show the bad guy at the start of the Fast and, like, and Furious three movies, at and then this like point. show him like throw him away. But yeah, so they, they unmask yeah. him, and he's really pissy about it because it's one of Eisenhorn's buddies. The one that one of the ones that sent him a yeah. message was like, "Let's hang out." Titus Endor. So uh, old school. They've been friends since they were interrogators together and under Inquisitor Hopshant. I think mm. is his name. Yeah. That's good. That's a good memory. I like that. Um, but but he comes to to Eisenhorn with tales of warning. The, the people are out to get him. Oh, man, is that what you got from that? Because I discredit him. All I heard was that he wanted to drink all of Eisenhorn's booze. Well, he is a drunk. I mean, there is a little bit of that as yeah. well. If you, like, some of the short stories and some of the other things, like, really, he's definitely, like... There was the one where, like, he got blackout drunk and was just a really shitty general and got 30,000 people killed. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> it's not that many in the grand scheme of things but it was enough to 
to get him like a slight demotion. To Inquisitor. To, 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 guy, <laughs> to guy breaking into Eisenhorn's house. He went from starring role to bit part. So anyway, he says, yeah, a bunch of people have said some shit about me. And one of the demon hunters like cornered me and asked me questions about you. And I gave you a glowing review. He, Yeah, I like that he was... You know Just what? like he I did was, with your uh, parole officer, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I like the, the way he described that interaction with the, the 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 hunter was that he made it seem like I was free to leave, but I was a hundred percent certain I was not free to leave right, at exactly. any point until I until he was satisfied with my answer. So, so yeah, and so they talk for a little bit and do some toasts that they do regular uh, from their olden days back in the pub, but so and so place. You know that they described, but uh, drink them and sink them, and let's have another. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. But more, but more grim, dark, right? And, and then he leaves, never to be seen again in the rest of the book. That's, no, he's, he's back later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, yeah, but he's still just literally bit part, bit part, bit part. No, I mean he's he's the catalyst for the plot, right? For he's y- the MacGuffin. Y- kind no. of no, sort no, 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 not the MacGuffin. No. Anyway, so the myth, the slash at the beginning is the MacGuffin. Yes, the, I let you live. Oh, one of the other messages that Eisenhorn received was a coded message in Glossia from a contact in Cadia saying that they had maybe found something. So that becomes important later. Because on. Right. they they mentioned that Eisenhorn has been searching for Cherry Pepsi for right. hundred and fifty years, or like however long it had been, like ever since the events of Xenos, he's been hunting him down and trying, like obsessed like wants with to banish him, him. Yeah. banishing him yeah. for like a hundred years. So. And he found some information at Cadia, and I kind of felt like I do, like in a like in a Marvel movie, you know, when like you have a cameo from another superhero. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, like, yeah, like, kind of so right. I, I got a message from Cadia. I'm like, oh, I know that place. Yeah. <laughs> so that, but that part doesn't. It, the message it, is he dismisses it. He's like, hmm, okay, I've got it. But I also have this. He's got to go. Um, to a fucking parade. To a giant ass parade well, because they're requiring it. So before he goes to the parade, he has to meet with his inquisitorial grandmaster. And the grandmaster asks him a bunch of questions. You like, hey, I've heard some shit about this. It's his daddy. You yeah. can call him that. <laughs> yeah, grand, <laughs> granddaddy Roken. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite wrestler. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, so we've been hearing this, some rumors about you that you're a piece of shit and you're hanging out with D- with Wild Cherry Pepsi and like demon hosts. And, and this is a Coke household. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is a Coke planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Not like, that new coke either. Yeah, you need to like get your shit together, because uh, I don't want to see you go full Crystal Pepsi. And, mm, yeah, you never want to go tab clear. No, <laughs> which uh, would be the Coke of equivalent, right? <laughs> so, so he, he like asked him outright, doesn't he? He's like, are, "Are you doing this?" And he's like, "No, no." I'm and have you it's, have you heard anything about yeah Cherry Bale? And he goes, "No." And he's and Eisenhorn says, "And that was the one time that I lied to him." Yeah. <laughs> Because he, he got that message from his contact in Cadia about him potentially being a link. Yeah. Cherry Bale has been spotted on Cadia. Maybe. Or some stuff with There's, there's some news him. about him on, on Cadia. Yeah. So now we have uh, him going up and kind of doing the, the giant thing with all of his buddies. Uh, has to go on a parade. That, on it's, Thrace, right? On it, Thrace. Yeah. Thrace and Prime, right? Yeah. Yep. Thrace and Prime. Uh, is to celebrate the promotion of a new uh, like Lord Commander, right? Uh, yeah, and so like the sector governor is promoting him to the same level as him, mm-hmm. like something. It's like a big deal. He might become a high lord. Yeah, like there's could, a bunch yeah, of rumors. Has potential and, for him to be a high lord because he did so well quashing 
some rebellion and then the, <laughs> right. something and then the big the big part of this is as part of the the thing that like earned him his promotion is he managed to capture like 30 alpha level heretic psychers oh my god which is a huge deal that like right. so many super powerful psychers got captured at like at once by this guy and as soon as i heard that part i'm like let's oh that's not gonna he, end well yeah was, i was like that's <laughs> that's not gonna end well he was he was on the ship that was by the planet that captured them, but it, w- it was the other. It was, it was three the three inquisitors: Inquisitor, yeah. Inquisitor Lyco, um, Inquisitor Heldane, Heldane, which was from the last book, yep. and also Commodus Voke, which yeah, was Voke also from, from the last book. And then yep. Voke, who was supposed to have died, right? Because he's like, hey, if if I don't live, make my my make Heldane, Heldane uh, my, in my a, friend, an Inquisitor, yeah, yeah Inquisitor. sign for him. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever, I will. And then. Bastard lived. Has Heldane yeah. been modified at this point in time? Yeah, he's all weird. He's not as weird as he is when he appears in Gaunt's Ghosts, uh, but he's still pretty. He's weird. on his way. Yeah, yeah. Getting he's his looking a little face. horsey. Yeah. Okay. So we have this beautiful, this beautiful march of imperial might of and you know tanks and Some troops and rah rah and just like m- like warlord titans and like yeah. cavalry on giant like. All sorts of tanks, I don't know, water buffalo, Everything. or something. Yeah, there's no. Rough oh riders no, no, there, yeah, not yeah. The the planet, um, the groks of the planet. Sorry, they're like auto kathirs or something. Yeah, like, yeah. hippos. Yeah, battle sure. hippos. Battle hippos. We'll just call them that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then finally, bringing up the rear is like the, a big flatbed truck with <laughs> yeah with, with these alpha level psychers in bubbles yeah yeah little, little they're, they're showing shields. off and then right. like so now i'm like wait you don't capture that many psychers that easily uh, oh no why are you parading them all through the town so people could throw rotten fruit on them dude yeah that's what you do it's a shame <laughs> so, so they shame. have 32 uh, alpha level psychers uh sedated uh, and shielded <laughs> away supposedly yeah wink wink sedated um, and then they come to this massive arch, which I kind of picture as like a giant grimdark arc de triumph. It yeah, w- it was an totally. honor to an, an, a dead admiral. Right, right. And Eisenhorn makes the comment that he's like, I didn't even like the admiral. So he's about to go underneath and then suddenly stops. He gets the sudden urge to, to stop and light a candle. Yeah, and like pay his respects to him. Yeah, which is which saves his ass because totes. at this point, a bunch of imperial navy ships fly down they think the uh, like doing a flyover like yeah blue doing, i was gonna say blue angels they're yeah like the blue angels are doing tricks and stuff like wingtip to wingtip and then one of them like wobbles and hits all the other ones in like a domino effect kind of and like fucks them up and a bunch of them yeah. crash crash into two, the crowd uh two it, of them crash into the bridge right sure one of them the crashes that, to the spot where eisenhorn was literally going to be yep. in like three and where ravener is or where ravener is so ravener's dead so that's good he doesn't know we didn't like point. him yeah ravener, he doesn't he doesn't know ravener he's dead is fucked up no eisenhorn point. doesn't no, know he's just dead. Say, well ravener point, doesn't know in, either in the story yeah i was like ravener doesn't know he probably um, knows if he was dead the arch is destroyed and then it's chaos and then random people start attacking out of the crowd towards him and it's just commotion and chaos right. everywhere well, so the way the way that I like it, this, this is an amazing battle scene. By the way, it's just, really well, it's really done. good, yeah. And it was laid out amazingly in the way that it's uh, said. But the the lightnings that didn't crash because two of the six or however many were in, for, in formation loop back slowly into an attack run on, and like strafe the crowd, strafe everybody, and then pandemonium just goes nuts. People start going crazy. Also, we have uh, the Astartes are there. Oh yeah, there's, oh, a yeah, bu- yeah. there's like the a whole white chapter. Right? No, no, no. It's it's, um, it's Aurora chapter. Yeah, yeah Aurora, Aurora chapter. And By the way, according to this, the way that Dan Abnett tells it, 
Aurora White consoles, chapters, maybe. Mm, I don't remember. Uh, There's fun. two. There's but they two. were they were part of capturing the the, the third yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But the the way that Abnet tells it is they're just a bunch of bitch ass pussies because uh, they're all Supreme successors. So yeah, he's right. Oh yeah, no. Every time he describes them, every time Toby Long, maybe Toby Longworth just put like inflection into it. He's like, and then a half body of an Astartes flew by dead, and it's like, like, well, they're just getting yeah. murderized left and right by alpha level psychers, I, dude. Down, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. I mean, like, I, all right, I'll give them a pass this time. Like, we all know that Ultramarine successors are little bitches. Like, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah, a yeah, bitch is right. bitch. Yeah, bitch is a bitch. Sorry, Nick. So. <laughs> Um, sorry, GW intern who has to listen to us. <laughs> you know, that guy probably actually enjoys his job. Oh, yeah. Because we're pretty good. Yeah. I, I think we're funny. Yeah. My mom does. Yeah, I, I know she does. My mom does not appreciate <laughs> this podcast. We all, laugh actually. together. <laughs> she um, appreciates other things. So so they get, a, they get a pass because it's alpha level psychers. So basically the, the, the bubbles get popped by the straping. Right. And the alpha level psychers are suddenly all free. Right. And go just start causing absolute havoc. Like one of the cavalry mounts just like suddenly like dies and reanimates and like starts charging people. There's Titans shooting at like the, the lightnings and stuff and knocking them out of the sky. Which causes them to then blow up into the crowd. Hold on. Hold on. So this is the one part about this whole scene I didn't like. You got a warlord titan that uh, so they're, they're, everybody's trying to hit the hit the lightnings and bring them down. And okay. when the warlords suddenly are like, fuck you guys, we'll just do it. So they turn around and they start lighting them up and they blow up a lightning and the shrapnel pieces from the lightning that's left that's flying cleave off the Titan's head All right. and the Titan explodes. Now, you're telling me that uh, Imperial Guard lightning can take down a Warlord Titan by crashing into it? Have you seen the size of a lightning compared to the head of a Warlord? Because the lightning sizable. is like twice as big at least than the head of the Warlord. It's huge. Oh yeah, dude. In comparison. For sure. Just saying, it's a lightning it's, is like this big. That's really helpful for our podcast listeners. It, it's, well, I'm showing Dave. Yeah, it's like a foot by a foot. It, I, I'm it's just saying that they, they've got that. shield, they got void shields, they got all sorts. They got they got stuff to prevent that sort of. You thing know, from not happening. melee attacks from a plane crash into their head. Dave, you think nine eleven, bro. It's still... <laughs> Dave <laughs> shakes <Wow>. his head. <laughs> I will say, if you if you roll a six Oof. when you explode, then you cause mortal wounds to everyone around you. You know what? Void shields don't stop. Actually, yeah, except that (laughs) they don't stop mortal wounds. (laughs) I'm just saying it. It it took me out because I found it really hard to believe that this plane with this fast attack fighter lightning. I I literally have something. Shrapnel pieces was able to cut off the head, but that's just. I have a Valkyrie over here, which is about the same size, and I have a Warlord in the living room, and I'll show you. I'll demonstrate. Okay, I mean the Uh, uh, okay (laughs) into Josh's Warlord's head. He blows. He blows it up, and a piece of it flies into it cleaving off the head take the wing off and see if you can cut the head off that's that's what i i heard oh i guarantee I you it. i will cut the head off that titan with the wing of a of a valkyrie well it doesn't like it doesn't belong to any of us so go ahead and do in fact danny use that that valkyrie right there smash the yeah, valkyrie here, take put the it wing. on the table and i'm gonna hammer that thing with the valkyrie yeah this this part okay yeah sure here just, what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna just slam the wing Yep. Man, that God, really did it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. It's, uh, science proved, actually. I stand corrected. But it absolutely could, is what we're trying to say. So right. shut up, Dave. Right. Um, That's fair. Hashtag Dave sucks. I think one of the best parts of this battle scene is the part where Eisenhorn is kind of like stumbling around trying to help. 
and he comes across this child <laughs> that he's oh, trying yeah. to save. And there's an Aurora chapter Marine beside it. And he's like, like holding the child, holding right? the child, like come to me. And then Eisenhorn's like, you fucking idiot. That's an alpha level psycho. <laughs> look, look at the ankle at the tattoo. Yeah. The malice brand. Yeah. The malice. Brand. And then um, he, <laughs> the child then mind controls Eisenhorn to shoot a Marine in the head. Yep. Which he does. Well, it was a death watch bolt pistol. So makes sense. It's pretty good. It's bolt pretty pistol. good. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. not a last pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> just bounces off. But yeah, so like just it's going completely insane. Oh yeah. Um the Aurora companies that are there are devastated. Um like I said, I think you said it right where there's another Space Marine uh, chapter there. Yeah. The troops there are devastated. It's just destruction all oh, around. Man, super bad. Um and then the they don't so much win the battle as all of the alpha level psychers escape. Or are I mean so, yeah, like Eisenhorn kills like three or four of them. Yeah. It's a solid ten percent, right? Of sure. them there, which is still which very is better impressive. than anybody else yeah. did. So, and so the city's under siege for many days, like with just rioting and like general looting, loot. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like the general thing where people are are happy, like quote unquote happy with the Imperium until they're given a reason not to, and then they'll just riot the shit out of it. Sure, until they're Ex- pacified ex- again, except for the rich people who have you know serious fortifications. Yeah, high spires. Yeah, and so. Uh, so they kind of break the Inquisitors up into task forces, like immediately, With and so remaining they remaining Marines, right? And like go to these various like hotspot locations, and so they find a psyker whose name is Asheridon. Is that right, Sheridan? Isidon? Um, uh, 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 I don't. Is that it? Think it's it's something Adam. Right at all. Yeah, it's like he's, Abaddon, but with like Ezekiel at the front, kind yeah. of. It's a weird name. Anyway, yeah. he's a he, he's a major linchpin in the story, right? With, despite never meeting him, really. No, yeah, no, we yeah. don't. Yeah. Not even one, really. Yeah, once. you do at the end. He, I thought. No, he's 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 just a body in a cage. You're right. I mean, we don't know that it's him. That's true. Because they just say there's a bunch of cage. Anyway, so, um, so basically, he's taken over. Like he's set up. He's he's under siege in a like a rich uh, trading family's household, mm-hmm. and he's controlling the mobs. He's like basically because he's a, a telepath. So he's controlling these people from like all around the various like hab blocks, forming them into crowds and rushing like the imperial like authorities. And so, uh, Eisenhorn gets there with Voke, right? Yeah, and also uh, uh, another Inquisitor. Uh, yeah, I forgot his and name. And his interrogator. Though. Yeah, is Shanabel. Yeah, um, and then also uh, Heldane is there too. Well, yeah, because where Vogue goes, Heldane goes. So Sure. Well, Heldane was already there, and he's, like, making this stupid plan. And he's really shitty at his job. Right. So, he's so bad. Yeah. And so, like, he tries to, like, give some orders via te- telepathy, and Eisenhorn's like, you're a freaking idiot, dude. What are you doing? That guy's a psyker. And Heldane's like, look, look, old man. Like, <laughs> he can read the he's, thoughts of every person in this entire city. So, like, I'm really not worried about giving, like, a little bit of a mind pulse to somebody. Yeah, but he, he didn't say it with words. He snorted and then stomped his hoof twice. Right, so. yeah. Well, and that equi- and that's equivalent to right. what I just said, basically, yeah. in, in man-whore speak. <laughs> which, which you're very fluent in man-whore. <laughs> <I'm>, well, <laughs> that's dude, what I... Boy's got to make a living, man. I almost spit liquid everywhere because that's what i thought you said and that's why, he, the, that's uh, so why the is helting a brony what's that is well, helting a brony man maybe he's but a he can we not he's a grim dark furry <laughs> yeah kind of right where they've evolved past fur just turning himself i'm gonna start calling him rainbow dasher twist
Twist. That's the name of my uh, Rainbow right? Dasher. Yeah. All right. Rain Dane. So they break into this. They, they break into the house. Uh, yeah, they finally they get oh, through the void shields. They just start yeah, they can't their, get through the void yeah. shields, right? So Eisenhorn has to crawl in the sewer with a space marine, right, as backup. And they're like trying to disconnect the power. So they're gonna blow up the power cell because they can't disconnect it because so many people are coming and attacking them. And so they're like, all right, well, we'll just blow it up right here. And they're like, the space marine's like, dude, you're gonna, we're all gonna die. He's like, no, we gotta blow like, it now. We gotta I don't care. Now. We have to do it or else he's gonna win. And so they blow it up. And the space marine shields them and dies, but saves all the lives of, of, the, Honor three, before of the inquisitors. Smarts. Yeah, yeah. So good, good bro there. Good, good bro. Guy. He died doing what he loved. Dying. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get into the house, uh, and a, a fight with this guy kind of ensues a little bit. Sure. Um, and they. Uh, but this time he brought his blank, so it was a little safer, right? No, no. he didn't have a blank. No, no, he didn't want Beckman <sighs> anywhere. Stupid. He Beck, oh, Beckman was yeah, back yeah. with the rest of the blanks at, at Safe House. That's right. My bad. And so, like, he goes. Him and the other Inquisitor with the Shannabel, like, go into the house to like f- to find this guy and fight him. Because um, right. Voke and Heldane are outside killing civilians, like you do, right? Slaughtering them. Yeah, yeah. So. They're going there. Freaking they end up fighting wrap. these car- cargo servitors that have been mind controlled. Oh yeah, because when the void shield pops, it like creates a, a minor like null it's, zone. Yeah. So the, what they they liken telepathy, uh, t- his telepathic abilities, to being uh, to electronics in the way that it's being studied, and so they created an EMP pulse, basically. Right, and it knocked it out. out. Yeah. Which and it, yeah, so they end up fighting these cargo servitors, right? And one of the cargo servitors kills the Inquisitor while Shannabel is like crying and shooting at him. And Eisenhorn kills both of them because he's a fucking badass. Yeah. Doesn't even look In a nutshell, that's what happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, as soon as they get outside, the the Inquisitor Lyco is there with like stormtroopers and there's a there's a dude standing there, like who they assume is a Sheridan. They blast him with a plasma rifle, cook him to be like burn him up into like Yeah. And you're like, Well, this was a weird And so if you're reading along, you're kinda like, Well that That was anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so is the book over then? It's Save. like the siege of Alpha the palace. Yeah. And then. Alpha level psychers are done. Good, got it. What's next? Let's go to Cadia. But, you know, they don't. Well, there's one step before we go to Cadia, right? Yeah. Small step. The best step of the book, in my opinion. Ooh. So, they... No, go ahead, Dave. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, so that they go back to their... The, the mansion to, to shut it down, basically. Right, he's like, fuck this place. This We're, place is too sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the time all my friends die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, more or less. So they're back there, and they're getting everything shut down. They're sending the blanks to their own place, someplace else, setting up shop in a different spot, you know, so they can keep it going. In, in Medina? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Old when, when got the, sent inquis- to the, barn. The, the interrogator shows, from the Dead Inquisitor shows up. Right. And says, hey, so listen, I was going through his stuff. And uh, and he's still crying, by the way. Right, he's like, he's like, dude, amazing. I was gonna beg you to like take me on. And he's like, dude, I choose my own staff, bitch. Yeah, yeah. like super hard. I was like, he's, whoa, well, man. He, goes, he says, I was gonna beg you to take me on until I found this information. So and he's like, you're not doing the autopsy that was left over after <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, of, of, of the feet. Because uh, 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 all the what was left was a foot. Have, what was left were these. They all had tats, should have had tattoos. And what was left was were like two. His two feet were all that were left, and they, there was no tattoos. There was no malice tattoo brand. Yeah, there was no malice brand. So he was like, "That's, I'm a hundred percent certain that 
Lycos did not kill. That was a patsy. This guy. Yeah. Bum bum bum. And then he says, "So had a soundboard for that. Can can I come with you?" And then he was like, "No." <laughs> what? No, he was. I'm just kidding. He was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, lol, JK, let's go. All right, dude, let's go. He, he didn't cool. want to, and he's like, I usually choose my own people, but he felt um, for this, that this he, caper. he had to. Yeah. And he ends up being like a good addition to the team. Yeah. I like him. He's actually, I actually liked him better than Ravener as an, as an interrogator. Well, considering that my first introduction to Ravener was the, he's a, he's got a, he was the predator who's also having sex with a sword woman and then dead. <sighs> Man, what so, a. Okay, so Ravener. Nope, nope. That's no, the same no, no, but, book. no, no, but oh. yeah, Ravener. Uh, at this point, we find is has burns over ninety percent of his body. It's totally like amputated a bunch of his limbs, like have all been burned up. So he's like basically a burned up little cripple. He's like Darth Vader without the suit. Yeah, right now. no, for real. Yeah, and he has like a fused mouth, and like his eyes are burned out. I love like, Abnett's writing on things, but there's some things where he's just like Star Wars. Yep. Going with Star Wars on this one. Like he has a dartboard with different movie tropes on it. <laughs> his characters. He just Predator. Star Wars. <laughs> Vader. Ooh. Ravener yeah. became Vader. Kind he of. Keep, keeps on aiming for the alien no, one. No, he's the chick from the, what is that? Space Odyssey or whatever. Oh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Beep. With, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was seeing with that. Either yeah. that or um, Davos. I'm afraid from I can't Doctor do that, Who. Dave. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so Ravener is at this point, like, if he lives, it'll be an eternity of pain, which is very 40k. So he's sure. going to so he's gonna, a redemptive yeah. dreadnought? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Kind of, just, well, in a... Without the weapons, armor, size, or well, mobility Okay, of a redemptive dreadnought. Got but it. But way more durable. Oh, yeah. It's, because it's a character with less than 10 wounds. And, <laughs> and an invulnerable <laughs> save. Oh, Boy, so uh, our merry team at this point, I think they split up, right? No, 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 no. no everybody goes to uh, Kadia. No, no, I don't think no. so. They get, they don't go, they go to the? They the, go to the um, the, the farm planet? planet first. The what? The the muty twist. Yeah, the twist. The twist. Oh, man, call them twist. Oh, was man, that, that not? Was so that good. was like the the yeah. the dialogue was good and like the they go undercover the as mutants. Yeah, yeah. So who was it? Who uh, at this point I'd forgotten that it wasn't Ravener and I was only kind of half listening because I was struggling with jet bikes. I'm building it, but I love that. I love the scene. I can't remember the name of the person that played the bad guy with him. The uh, oh Harlan Nail. Harlan Nail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Harlan Nail is like amazing. Like, oh in, man, in this so whole good. thing, yeah. Like, like he's pretending to be a mutant. He knows like he knows like what the music is called and like you don't you don't like this demon funk or whatever. And yeah. Just, like, Thump, thump. It's like dubstep. They call it pound. Pound, yeah. Pound. yeah. Also known as K-pop. I I figured it was like. Uh, I see in my head it was more techno. dubstep. Yeah, dubstep. Yeah. Mm, gross. Dubstep. <laughs> uh, so so they get there and they they they're dressed up. They've got these costumes on that are actually functioning, so that it looks like they really are. Yeah, like um, he's got a bunch of extra eyes, you, you know, and uh, and Eisenhorn has like tentacles under his armpit. That, yeah, that sneaks out. As I, I feel like shape. Eisenhorn asked for like the least possible mutations to look convincing. Right. Sure, like well, fuck, we're not just gonna stick some tentacles on your arm. He's like, yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds also, good. It's like a. I, I think his uh, his tentacles were kind of like bagpipes. Like he just had a big old thing of air underneath his arm and his armpit, and he squeezed it, and then the tentacles were like. And he's like, oh, you're a mutant. It's <laughs> cool. You're a mutant now, son. Uh, so they go and they they. It was very Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So basically, they found out they found a way based on some leads to buy 
uh, the psyker that was stolen. There was an alpha level. Well, they, Al- they there, there, there was, was an alpha level psyker brain for sale. But they, yeah, and they thought that it was this guy. Right. They figured it was that guy. So they get in this club, and they they make their way over to talk to the guy. Right. After paying for drinks, and of course, who's getting a hand job? Right. Oh yeah, he's yeah, getting totally. a hand job the whole scene. Right. Yeah. By the quill girl, right? No, by some other whore by with some a other, bunch of yeah. arms. Yeah. Which so she was, you know, she she was like actually giving winks at Eisenhorn with an eye on her tongue. Yeah. Oh right. Well, there was uh, there was also a, a dancing girl with a belly for her mouth. Or, right. Uh, I'm, and I'm, giant I'm, tits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a good bar scene. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was a great, great bar scene. Very it's just like then, Star Wars. Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like Total Recall. Yeah, it was a Total Recall scene. Yeah. Oh, it, it landed so in between good. them. Yeah. It was so like, he's which like, way all right, I well, I can do both I think of these. We we've had like uh, like a quarter of a book at this point of Eisenhorn being a badass, and then the first thing he does when he's undercover doing this like like wet work here. Is him fucking up and using imperial credits to try and pay for? Oh yeah, oh, right. exactly. Like, we drink. don't take that here. The yeah. fuck is that? We don't like, take that here. Oh, mine credits stole some stuff. Yeah. Oh, we stole this. And then he was oh, like, "Oh shit, I'll you, take it." And he points out, "I was like, damn it, that was stupid. I'm tired. I should not have done that." And they're like, "Oh, you're getting like old man Logan here." Yeah. So then um, Harlan is like, ah, well, we just did a, we had a big score and stole a credit train, and so we got money to spend. And the guy's like, well, in that case. Yoink! <laughs> yeah, so he, so they're like, so that makes him a big target later on. So they meet with the with the uh, with the fence to buy the psyker, right? And uh, and then they they leave the bar after a while after they get some drinks and then they they shoot themselves up with Narcan or whatever to make themselves uh, like yeah, immune to drunkness to clean their system. Basically, it's like yeah. a banana bag so that they're sober suddenly. Sure, or um, milk. A what? A, a banana bag. That's what it's called. What the fuck? What is the a banana- fuck is a banana bag? You, uh, in the military, you get yourself, you go get yourself a banana bag, and I, it's an IV bag. That's all it is. Oh, so he leaves the bar <laughs> after brokering a deal how for the psycho. Actually, ever heard that before? No. You, no. Just, you get just get a uh, an look at Danny. Anyway. Look, at I wasn't me. in Are World War II. Thing. I don't know what the slang was then. <laughs> <laughs> it's very mean. It's just very late past my bedtime. Bananas were My not nurse is going to pick me up and try to tuck me in very shortly here. So let's wrap this up. You're too small um, to tuck. So but. they get they leave the bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they leave the bar. They leave the bar and they get uh, they get they try to get they mugged because they because they flash some cash right. right, and they so they end up fighting all these mutants and they're trying not to use their good weapons. Right, they're trying to fight like crap but still win. Right, like like Eisenhorn has a rapier instead of his. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's an inquisitor, not a raper. I mean, you don't know. Okay, so. They, he doesn't write the, about the other stuff he does. He has a seal that lets him do anything. That's true. That's not rape. No, that's the no, emperor's will. This is. I don't like this path. <laughs> I don't like where we're headed with this conversation. I want to nip this one. I'm going to. Anyway, this is my one veto of the podcast. So okay, this conversation fair, is fair, fair, over. Fair, fair, fair. 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 Yeah. All right, we're moving on. We're yeah, moving right. on. So, uh, uh, they, so they get in a fight. They kill a bunch of mutants. And the cops are right there. They're like... Yeah, the cops showed up really fast, oddly enough. Well, they were already there, remember? Because like, they were like, oh, shit, I hope we don't have to flash our Inquisitor like, oh, uh, right, certificates. Right, right. Yeah. They're like, then, we could do that and be super easy, but then we're boned. Yeah, then, we're, then we'll lose nobody, all nobody of our... Nobody will believe our street cred. Right, so. exactly. So they kill the guys. The cops are after them. They go to their hotel. Beekman pretends to be a prostitute having sex with Gregor, which um, is she really was on, uncomfortable. She was on top of him, actually, underneath the sheets when the yeah. cops kicked the door down. Right. You know, which is had to have been really awkward for him uh you know due to his unrequenting love for her 
and and also and, and the also fact repulsion that she's, yes yeah. innate repulsion um yeah so they and the, the cops are like what's up well i was up here having sex and the guy goes With sorry this. have a good day right. basically is how that pans out and i'm like well that's just was the beacon writing. was like hey can you like like don't fuck with me i'm trying to make a living here can a girl asshole. make a make a buck yeah yeah so and then smash cut too later um, in the night when everyone's sleeping and then ha- the uh, and the the hedgehog girl shows up and says oh yeah here's here's, me- meet up. here's your marker follow a tracker follow this tracker to the the buy site to to get the the psyker brain right um and she says at the end after they tip her pretty well she's like don't trust them yep yeah which you know, always leave a good tip to your and server. And the next morning, they bring home food pails and paper cups. They bring home food and paper cups. That's mm-hmm. what I kind of remember from that. It was weird. I thought it was weird that they had paper cups for food. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. Wow. All right. So 41st millennium. Recycling is important. Well, they yeah. have a lot of plants there. Maybe they can make paper really easily. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next scene is them just kind of traversing the countryside to, to find this middle of this farmland thing yeah that's just been like cut down i assume these are like 20 foot plants and that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, like all this like agriculture. agriculture stuff and like it's these big like tractors that go through there that are like city sized i don't know anyway i love so, the description of those yeah like unnecessarily large because it was essentially grain factories on wheels yeah right and like by the time they come back like they'll go all around the entire equator like equator of the world right yeah and mm-hmm. like by the time they get back around the plants have already grown back up again and so they're just able to like keep mowing continuously on these fields. So there were a couple things that I that were you know they're unconsequential to the story really um, that I liked. But number one is they noticed a bunch of the dead rodents, rats, yeah. um, killed whatever you know, ex rodent or whatever it is, and they're like, oh, well, you'd think they'd learn to be better. And and Amos busts out like math on them, like a statistic, it's right? Just, uh, he's like, so uh, there's this many rodents on the planet and i'm seeing this many dead right here which leads to believe that this percentage actually did get smart enough to get out like of the way 98 percent of yeah, them I yeah like, i was like haha and they're like this is why nobody likes you you know he's like, <laughs> but the tracker the other thing is the tracker stops working um and eisenhorn's like hmm interesting broken tracker that's what i would have done if i was setting this up to sting somebody so it seemed legitimate instead of right being like a for real one to be like hey idiots come to this trap this so we fancy can inquisitor yeah. like Come over here so that we can kill you. Mm-hmm. So he, he bangs it on his hand like a couple of times and it works again. And so then they like you do with all in. good technology. Yeah. So. Right. Turn it off and on again. Yeah. Benediction of the Omnicide. So they get there and you meet this cast of characters of people that are basically wannabes. Oh, man. Um, there's the, the wannabe death cult. Lady. Oh, I love that. Like, the chick who the wannabe death cult assassin. <laughs> yeah, Which is like tweaking her nipples as she's talking and stuff. Does, and like, she really had that incel mall ninja feel about yeah. her. Yeah. Mm. And then the, uh, uh, there was, didn't she have slaves with her too? Yeah. yeah no, they weren't slaves. They're so, just death cult members. Well, I the, no, well, the way I, I the way it, I pictured Sex it in slaves. my head was, uh, in, they're gimps. So in, yeah. in dodgeball, when they, they get the yeah. gimp suit outfits, that's what I pictured was that, yeah, totally. that, that squad, not the, not the dodgeball team, but like the guys leather that were daddy. supposed to, yeah. Gimp like, squad. Oh, are you leather daddy? It's like, that's what I pictured was them like that. <laughs> and they're all just standing around, but wearing, you know, just the weirdest Gross. shit. And they're like, we're yeah. death cult. In the middle of a cornfield. Yeah, but Gim Squad's there. Yep. They had a dude with like an air conditioner coat. Yeah. And then a super rich lady, right? And well, that was, was the Death Cult Assassin was a super rich lady, wasn't it? No, I think there, there was, was another, another super rich lady. upper hiver yeah. described as. Huh, interesting. And then there was some off-worlder looking dude. Yeah. So then they start the auction. 
yeah i liked when the one guy goes like they start betting and the one guy goes <laughs> okay i see we found the common uh, we found the common denominator or like the tone of this and like i'm just gonna bid like 80 times more than you guys have currently yeah bid. so so tweaking nipples and offworlder are like 100 creds 200 200 cred. creds right and he's 201 like, he's like okay two million and they're like, oh, okay, we don't have that much money. No, they still bid anyway. They were, they were like, ah, oh, fine, two point five million or whatever. But well, yeah. like, it's, but like quickly in the process, a couple of them get priced out. Yeah, and they're like, and they're already trying to leave. Yeah, yeah that was the that was the leather daddy. Oh yeah, the, for sure. Gib Squad, we're trying. Gib Squad was trying to leave. They got priced out super quick. Uh, someone else got priced out super quick. And then I enjoy that, um, like the Eisenhorn in his uh, like Mewe suit. Or his twist outfit was just like one gajillion dollars, and like throws it down on the ground. It's all there; like you boss. can count it. And yeah, uh, that was fucking badass. It was also yeah. really stupid because you know where do you get that that much money from? Well, from the score, they already set their story up. Yeah, they set that. So, and who cares if it's money? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so like. Wild Cherry Pepsi then appears, like pulls off one his of, face. Yeah, one of the guys. One of the buyers the guy, yeah, the guy pulls the off suit, his face. The guy in the uh, the air conditioning suit is just like, yeah. it was me the whole time, Eisenhorn. He's like, and quit, like, your stupid lisping, like, it's like oh, and slang. Yeah. <laughs> you're such Pretending. a fucking bad actor stoppist. <laughs> Nobody's buying that you're a twist. Like, Cherubiel, it's you. <laughs> and then Cherubiel goes on to murder everyone. Yeah, he kicks the shit out of people. They start shooting at him and trying to like hurt him, but it yeah, but all do of Eisenhorn's anything. dudes live, so he's not trying to take out those for whatever reason. Yeah, at that time they do, and so they grab the the psyker in a cage and they jump in a uh, a ship, and they uh, like a it's not a real good ship, but like some sort of harvest transport ship or something like that. I think yeah. it's one of the round the world harvester machines, right? Yeah, well, no, they get on a land speeder oh, and yeah, go yeah. to one of the harvesting machines because uh, one of them like crashes or something. So they're on a they're on a land speeder, and he gets on like a land speeder bike. Yeah, he's chasing after him, trying right. to get. He's that. like we, which is a scene. Didn't we see that in a different in the first book? Mm, was not that I remember. With no. the guardsmen, there's getting a couple of speeder like scenes that. in this book. But so he's chasing them, but he's not able to shoot back at them, and they're shooting at him because yeah, they, he has no gun. Well, I thought he had a gun. No, no. Oh, no, he's in a, yeah, he's got his gun. Yeah, he gets a little. He has his little gun, mm-hmm. right? Because he couldn't have bring that big piece. bolt pistol because that would be noticeable. Well, and then he loses the bolt pistol in the field because because uh, Cherry Bale throws him. Oh, right, right. So that so actually he loses the bolt pistol forever. Yeah, because he came field. geared up because he right. was expecting shits go down, and it did. But he wasn't expecting Cherry Pepsi to show up. No, Cherry Pepsi. Wild Cherry Bill messed him up, kind of, but made him live. So he gets on the speeder and he's chasing after the the brokers uh unable to shoot he's he's basically he's luke uh dodging in endor you know oh really badly but not titus endor right yeah no not titus endor so he's on endor he's dodging i would say he's more like anakin dodging in episode one nobody's seen that oh my god anybody know stop (laughs) um now this is pod racing (laughs) (laughs) no this is inquisiting (laughs) that was the noise that was actually the sound that i've you know what? I, I'll try heresy. That's a good trick. So I'm playing with my custode bikes, making the noise, you know, as I'm going. And in my head, the only thing I said, please, you know, nobody knows what custode jet bikes actually sound like. Please don't let them sound like pods. Oh, man. One. That's the best part about them. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so right, let's side, side tangent really quick. Episode one has a lot wrong with it. Its sound design is immaculate. Oh, it's so good. 
Well, the, because for those, right? Yeah, like, and the and all the jets and other stuff that they have, like the big silver one. The well, sound design awesome. was very well done, except so when it's the in sound space. Sound design in the audio book yeah. of this actually, yeah, it was pretty good. So, so yeah, so we get to the giant harvesting, the combine harvester, the well, slash factory slash. So as they're traveling traveling along, he's chasing them, right? And uh, he all of a sudden. Um, Betancourt shows up in the gun cover. Oh, yeah. And she's like... I forgot about that part. She looks at him and she she sends him a message by a Vox like, Hey, what's up? You want me to shoot them down? And he's not able to cue the Vox by his throat because he's holding on for dear life because he sucks at riding a, a pod racer. And so he just sends a mind bullet thought to her, which is, No, you know, we need them alive. Don't... Don't shoot them, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't get them down, but don't shoot them down. And she just goes, ow, fuck, don't do that. Or warn me if you're going to next time. And then proceeds to try to shoot them down with bales. Well, because one of them shoots her and she gets pissed and shoots them down. Yeah. So they, they Which land. turns out, luckily, not to be the one with the Psyker in it. Right. So they give chase to the Psyker one and they land with the Grain Harvester building, um, moving building and whatnot. Because and they, they don't want to get shot down more by Medea. That's yeah, why right. they land in there. And so a firefight ensues in the middle of this like grain harvester. They're shooting at each other. Eisenhorn eventually gets the the psyker. Yep. Oh yeah. You know what I forgot? Lyco is there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Lyco. Yeah, Lyco yeah. is, yeah, is, well, is at the meet. He comes out of the like out of hiding. Right. And he's he's like he grabs the Sheridan and they take off with him. Right. And and I think uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi Cherry Bale like poofs out of existence. Right after. Um, after they grab after, a striker. After he throws Eisenhorn. Yeah, throws everybody, right? Okay. He murders a bunch of people, pushes Eisenhorn, and then disappears. Yeah. So I like that he shoved, he filled Leather Daddy with the Gimp Squad, actually. I think is what. I'm sure know, he kills them. Yeah, I yeah. would too. Just yeah. right up the butt. Yeah, right up the butt. It's like a turducken of <laughs> death cult. <laughs> it's a turducken word. of Gimp Squad. It's a Gimp Duckin. So th- then, uh, you know, he realizes he doesn't have the bolt pistol because it fell out in the field and he's freaking out. But he's also got to fight Lycos, and uh... yes, his name should be Lycos from now on. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's great. It's Lyco, but like it should be Lycos. That's way better. Yeah, names. Lycos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I too like so mid nineties. How, how does that stuff. that fight go down? Um, like him and Eisenhorn like have a little bit of a firefight, and then Eisenhorn uh like gets the better of him. Um, and then he's he's like Lyco tries to. His like more powerful is more power or is not as powerful psychically as Eisenhorn and like goes into Eisenhorn's mind to like fuck with him, and Eisenhorn like goes nah fuck this shit, goes back into his mind, and is pulling out all the information about like what made you do this, why are you like trying to go against the Imperium, who's your master, and Cherry Bale shows up and goes no no, you need to stop that right now no yeah, takes Lyco away from Eisenhorn and throws him into like some kind of like grinder. Yeah, like he's, plant he's like, you served your usefulness, bye. Yep. And then takes the Psyker and puffs out of existence. So then we're uh, left with, uh, that's the end of the book, right? No. No. No? We're maybe halfway through. That was literally the point where I went, oh, I can listen to this on one and a half times speed. So it sped it, I sped it up and it was a hell of, you know, cruise through stuff faster. So now we go to Cadia. Which uh, which was a great little experience. It was awesome, actually. It was yeah. it, it, it was, was very well written. Yeah, um, I enjoy the rank of Inquisitor General. Yeah, instead of a normal Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just shows the military mindset there, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So they go there. Uh, so Fishig is there. It's the animal yeah. farm. That's when we figure out the contact is Fishig, who from the first book was the guy that was sent to travel with them for because to keep he, an eye to on keep them. an eye on him because he killed him because Eisenhorn the basically mur- yeah basically yeah. murderized a bunch of people and then became part of his squad instead. So, um, so he's there and he says, "Hey, it, look, check it out. I've got this news. Here's the deal. There's this cult that was measuring the obelisks. Yeah." Every once they keep yeah. popping up every once in a while, but the right. last real time, which was, I just have, they an all image. got burned at the stake the last time. Like was like twenty five years ago. I just have something. an image of a bunch of like really skinny nerds in lab coats and protractors, like just measuring stones, <laughs> like not even worshiping. It'd be like, whoa! And they say as much, right? Like forty two centimeters. Yeah, they have they British have OSPEC scanners and they're just taking measurements of it. Right, That's all and they're, they're like they're like, why do you care about these guys? These guys aren't important. And so it takes, so they go over all the, because they assume that whoever the master is, like the, the chief architect of this, is is got to be somebody who has been coming onto the planet. Yeah, nice work there. Yeah. Um, well, they, it, he thinks it's terrible at first because they, they refer to themselves as son of Baal. Yeah, they're like the sons of Baal or the, something. The sons of Pepsi. And they worship the cherub of Baal. Right. So they they do this research the guy that was the inquisitor general at the time is long dead yep um and the new inquisitor uh she reminded me of edna from the incredibles movies oh yeah the, the, i could uh, see that I, the she, chick who made well, the outfits i i think she, she actually reminded me more of the uh the slug lady who from uh, monsters inc was like mike wazowski you need to file your paperwork so that's that's who actually i pictured her as to be honest okay I, I mean, can see either one yeah. of those. That's fine. Yeah. The stern older lady who no is n- super knowledgeable. Um, but th- basically, he gets permission from her. Uh, he goes down to meet her in the archives, and she's like, "What do you care about this?" You know. Well, and he has a name for himself. Like she knows who he is. Yeah, she's yeah, like, he's using a fake identity sp- at this point, right? No, no, no she knew exactly who he was. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Now I'm having two books blend together. That's my bad. I'm going to step back. Not really. That happens later. Um, so. So Spoiler. The, yeah. So he gets information, and she says, "He says to her, why didn't you revolve and uh, you know review the hit this guy's cases after he was dead?'" And she's like, "Dude, I deal with like dude, I don't have fucking time for thirty thirty chaos like, cults a day. I'm okay. literally like three minutes from the Eye of Terror. I get daily invasions from chaos and cults popping up every three seconds. A bunch of dudes with Auspex scanners sneaking around at midnight, are measuring like not, rocks. Yeah, are not the highest level of my priority. So, so but he convinces her that it's like worthwhile." And then they try and figure out how this person has been getting on the planet or like uh, people have been getting off planet. Because they said that Cadia, it's impossible to get on Cadia without being Right, so they're checking with the military and the Cadian government is, or the Cadian military is like, it's not possible. It's not possible. Every flight is authorized. Everything is amazingly scanned. So, and we also discovered this time that the, uh, the rogue trader captain that Eisenhorn had dealt with is, is back. He's, he's been sitting there for, um, uh, Fezig, it's not Fezig. Fishig. Fishig. Maximilia. Maximilia. Um, well, he's been he's been basically uh, Fishig's home. Right. Max, Maximilia is the person. So they go up and have this fancy deal uh, dinner, and they talk. And Eisenhorn's going through the cases, and he finally realizes that you know he's obviously getting on board on the planet. How does he do that? And he mentions it to people, and then he gets a message to go meet somebody. So first of all, he spends a year. Right. A literal year going through documents trying to figure out like how these people are getting on this planet. I sped planet. the book up to eight times at that point, actually. Okay. Because I, I like, get through like a year. seasons pass. Yeah. Or almost an entire year, right? Well, and, and a year is relative to what they say it is because, you know, the Cadian spin and everything else could affect whatever. No, like it's a literal Earth year, He's, Terran year. 
It's like an entire, it's a long ass time he researches these people with protractors. And then finally, Maximilia breaks the case wide open because he manages, like the person summons Eisenhorn, right? To to a small town. Mysterious person says, I've got information for you. Yeah, he's like, all right. So he goes to the town. The innkeeper says, oh yeah, the guy who wanted you is in the back. He goes back there. It's the fucking rogue trader. He's like, how did you, how did you get down here? He's like, oh, easy. You know, you'd be surprised how much a bag of coins goes to like uh, shut people up around here. Around here. Well, then how do you, how did you actually get on the planet? And he said, I, I just borrowed I, your identity. I told him I was you. Yeah. Bam, and bam, like bam. then it's like head explosion. Like you know, uh, connected light bulb goes so many off. thoughts together in his brain. So they go back to he goes back to the Inquisitor General. And says, "Listen, somebody has been using your, you know, like figuring out." Well, he out, goes through. He says, "Did you authorize checking. this flight? This yep. flight? This flight?" He goes, "These two, yes, but these two, no." Yeah, she's like, "I've not left the planet that time there." And then, yeah, right. so they start figuring out. Well, who could use your, you know, your identity? There's only you know, it would have to be somebody much higher up than in the chain of command to be able to use my identity, and. They determine it to be Jedi Master Sifo Dyas. Uh, <laughs> they, decide, they discover it to be Quixus. Yeah, Inquisitor Quixus, who is, who is long, long thought dead. to be dead. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but body, never officially body was never dead. found. Right. Assumed. Assumed dead. dead. Just right. like we assumed Ravener was dead. Uh, no, we assumed he was handsome and skilled and the best interrogator he'd ever seen. Really good at sucking dick. Yeah. So we continue on. Uh, they go really good. It was it was shortly after this that after this after this discovery the little psychic thumb up the ass that does it. Um, <laughs> inquisitors show up to arrest uh, Eisenhorn. Yes. Yep. For, well, no, no. First, they fight the demon host because they realize that someone oh, just right, right, right. authorized her thing. Yeah. They, yeah. They track it. And they so go. the cult resurfaces. They go to one of these these obelisks. Like there's these Kazarkin that are with the Inquisitor General, and they have this big old oh, battle. Man. Hold on. So you're talking about audio. You're talking about books from uh, that make you want to start a new army. The 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 Kazarkin, the way they're described, oh, and man. the badass so level good. that they were in this. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, they were super cool. How do I how do I get these models? Yeah, Nail, who's a real bad, is like a total badass. Is like, no, dude, I don't want to fuck with these guys. Yeah, these <laughs> guys are badasses. Yeah. I like that. There's this, a scene where he's like, so how do I know that they're not going to try to take us, me and my party out here? Uh, hi. Inquisitor General, and she goes, Sergeant so and so, he would like assurances that nothing will happen. And so they all turn, look at him, and go, and then turn away and go, Your scans are registered in our systems. You will not get shot. Like, I literally but, can't shoot you. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't shoot you if I wanted to now. And I was like, Execute Order 66. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So they land, they catch the cult with the protractors out. Yep, and, and also a demon host. And they're expecting to see Cherubil, though. But it's not Cherubil. It's not no. Wild Cherry Bill. It's, so, it's vanilla Pepsi. It's uh, Profanity. Uh, profanity, wasn't it? Oh, was it profanity? I thought it was profanity was what he was But I think himself. it was spelt like really weird and uniquely. Mm. But I was only hearing it, so. Okay. I was still yeah. reading it. But so still the, a powerful demon host. Very yeah. powerful. And, you know, the... The Karskins do all sorts of badass shit. Oh, man, they kill the, all the cultists like, the cultists like, no, like, like nobody's business. But there's a couple times where they're trying to shoot the demon host, and because Eisenhorn or Beckwin, who is with them on this time, is standing on the other side of the demon host, their weapons were like, click, 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 nah. 
Right, right. So instead, the sergeant tackles the demon host. Dude, like a, <laughs> what a badass. He's just like, I was like, oh, it's the sergeant of the Carskins off the top rope with a chair. And the demon <laughs> host was like, dude, I'm Andre the Giant, man. What are you doing to me? Smash. Just yeah, just like disintegrates him. Just, just like, yeah. He Dr. Manhattans him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a good description of a demon host. Yeah, yeah. it's Dr. Manhattan. Uh, in the well, in the in tape. this scenario, yeah. in, in the books on the tabletop, right. it's Rorschach. But yeah, you know. <laughs> so they're, they 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 man, I'm just killing the pop culture. And they, <laughs> yeah, nice. Today, yeah. Uh, profanity tells him, "Listen, uh, <laughs> um, you know what? You should bring better weapons next time." Yeah. Oh, You're, there's not going to be a next time, and because you did, because I'm going to kill y'all, and. They, you know, they're basically running from him for a little bit. And then that's when the Inquisition guys show up and he's like, well, I guess I'm out of here then and takes off. So Profanity leaves and they get arrested. Well, OK, so Profanity takes over the body of Eisenhorn's oh, right. dude because they kill him uh, over nail. No, no. The really annoying interrogator guy. Right. Was it? I thought That's he grabbed one go. of the sergeants. Or I thought he grabbed one of the carskins. No, no. He grabbed he grabbed uh, Hoosman, the, the sniper guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about it all, but it's okay. Yeah, he's, he's dead. He's not really point. very yeah, now important. He's dead. Spoiler um, but alert, I think they, I think they destroyed his corporeal body, right? Like either with a yeah. gun cutter or I forgot exactly what they did to destroy him, but they destroyed him it, eventually. It, it wasn't, you know, effective. It obviously didn't hold. You know, didn't sure. It didn't take. Well, it didn't it didn't get rid of his spirit? Right. <laughs> they should have. They should have made a bunch of mom jokes about him and called him old. Sure. <laughs> Would that break his spirit, Dave? I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh man, so, that so was super the rights of aggressive. Thank you. <laughs> You're the welcome. rights of binding for Dave are making references to the 40s and 50s. Yeah. <laughs> so he he takes the body and he kind of just goes and dis- and get gets gone. Right. He just vanishes over the moors. Yeah. So that was when the Inquisition hunting party shows up, led by uh, Inquisitor somebody that is we it don't Osma. Like. I, I want or say Orsini. I think it's, it's Osma. It's yeah. somebody. I believe it's Osmo. It's somebody that we don't like at this no. point. Oh, yeah, he's a bad dude. But yeah. And he also brought along two people that uh, I think they actually are known as uh, Inquisitor Soon to Die and Inquisitor General Gonna Bite It or something like that. Uh, okay. So they, and you know, they, they weren't consequential names to me. So He had a bunch of interrogators yeah. with him that were like writing down. There was and, like, an arresting party. Him, yeah. And like he had to go through this ritual of like. Yeah, it's total just. Absolutely like, hey, high gothic stuff. Yeah. I have this right, and like it's this whole big sequence where he's like, "Yep, I, you know, I'm submitting to you. I'm doing this. I'm not guilty. I'm not admitting like, to guilt. I'm taking seal. away your rosette." And he's like, "No, you can't. I get to hold on to that until I choose yeah. not to." As I, I would like you to man, it was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it was like kind of a, a like, fuck, who knows the rules better? Yeah, They're like ah, I will do this. No, you can't do this. But then I will do this. Ah, but you can't do that. I'm like, like oh, but I will do this. Like lawyers. Yeah. yeah. And so he, you know, he says, "Oh, and uh, and Fezig's my um my second, right?" Which basically protects him from being interrogated at the same time. Um, exactly, which was smart. Second, which was what he set it up. So and they, so all of his dudes go and hang out with uh, Neve or whatever the Inquisitor General. Right. Because um, she actually likes him at this point. They're playing gin rummy and hanging out and stuff. Right, and. And Eisenhorn gets incarcerated. Right. Yes. For a long time. Yeah. They they're was out. So time passes when you're listening to it for me and and working on other stuff. And you listen to like the passage of time, like yeah, I miss the passage of time where it says stuff like. I mean, he grew a he grew a nasty beard and like he couldn't have grown anything better. I mean, 
He was like Tom Cruise and cast away. Right. By, by oh, the end Tom of this. Tom Cruise? Yeah, you didn't watch that version? No, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's good. It, it was, did all his it was almost as good as Tom Hanks and Ronan. Oh. So. <laughs> The best Tom Cruise movie. Um, so yeah. So, uh, but meanwhile, um, Fezzik standing around, right? Oh, I think no. The the best part about like the interrogation. Okay. The interrogation. Tactic parts. one. They're like, we're gonna, and Eisenhorn's like, I've been an inquisitor for two hundred years. I know what you're doing. I know what Those you're gonna one do. One through three will not work on me. Well, so yeah, just go straight just to go four. Toast, yeah. <laughs> We've been authorized to go as high as nine. You're gonna have to, yeah. <laughs> and just just Eisenhorn's pissed offness at the fact that he knows what they're doing, he right. knows what they're trying to do, and he's like, and they're yeah. doing it badly, and they're in doing his, it really badly. In I his think opinion. he's, I think he's more irritated that they sent bad interrogators to him, right, right. And he's just like, oh. So uh, Fezzik comes in and asks a direct question. Says, "Look, I need to know what's going on. Is this something? Are you legitimately are, a heretic? Yeah, are you legitimately uh, Malleus? Sure." Uh, and he says, and he's no, and he no. Goes, okay, right. which is true. So listen, just I, whatever yeah. you do, eat your food. <laughs> and Eisenhorn's like, oh, I'm, good, because I've been starving. You know, he's like, no, I don't want no, any dinner. And then yeah. he's like, eat I, your fucking dinner. Yeah. So, and then, like, his is another inquisitor comes in and is like, okay, we've been authorized to use level nine uh, interrogation on you. Uh, we're gonna do that tomorrow. And he's yep. like, you know, I'm gonna die if you do that. Which right? is which is one week before he's set to be extradited back to Thracian Primus to like actually stand real trial. Right. So, um, so he, Fezzik he, and Vassini poison him. Yep, he gets with the same poison that they took from the <laughs> the Dark Elder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they he, he's yelling at a doctor. The doctor comes in and, and with with the one of the lower guys that we don't know. Uh, comes and, in and he's like, well, obviously he's he's like, dude, he's look at him, he's di- he's, he's faking it. Blood he's like, <laughs> is shooting out of his oh, nose. Yeah, look, now his eyes are bleeding. That's stage two. <laughs> he will die in fifteen minutes if we don't get him. Somewhere. I like that the inquisitor, the Fisher, at this point is like, well, I mean, you could let him die, but I'll let you explain to your boss why you let the biggest case he's ever had just <laughs> die. So they get him on this. They get him on a gun cutter. Uh, they get him on a medical ship. Medical ship. A Valkyrie. A Valkyrie, yeah, yeah. Like like on our table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're cruising across, and, and Eisenhorn's in absolute worthless agony. Oh, yeah, he's dying. He's yeah. right. No, he's literally dying. Yeah. He's, so, they, they sold the ruse really well by actually trying to kill him. <laughs> uh, that, that's clever. That's when they pull the gun out and um, shoot, like, three people on the ship. And the, he's like, sorry, pilot, you know, just land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- like, because the gun cutter comes down and like, is like, hey, land. And then they, they, they land it and then they shoot up the, they, the, they the leave the Valkyrie. inquisitor, uh, the inquisitor. Um, no, it's the doctor because the doctor's there. The inquisitor was killed. The doctor and the, and the pilot are still there on this medical transport and they take off and it's basically like, really sorry, dude. I bet they had families, but no witnesses. You know? Right. And, and they, they blow it up. They're like, so it crashed and Eisenhorn died in the crash. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, they later find out that it worked for a little bit. Right. It, not not very long, apparently. No. But, so they, they bolt up to their ship, uh, to the, the Rogue Trader ship, and they get the fuck out of there. Yep. And they head for... Um, so I, oh, what's the name of the I rock? Got the asteroid. I got confused at this point because he does... Um, there's like some weird thing with a crone and predicting her death, and I like it just skipped over, skipped to that, and I went, "What's happening with this person that just refers to him as heretic all the time?" Oh, okay. 
so anyway so they, so they so they figure out the ruse right and they're going to this planet uh that's like it's not it's not it's a rogue planet so like it's roving through another solar system like following a rogue star okay um but they have to make and stop and get supplies and they need an astropath so they get this as this like cheap astropath this like i would assume like i imagined her as like a 60 year old woman chain smoker like super bad health like, like going for a hooker and leaving with some math addict in their 50s right and she didn't she thought that they were a real inquisitor but they weren't and he has well, to like kill people like they have to kill whole oh yeah they kill like whole guard platoons and stuff and, and then also another inquisitor who like he wants to make a name close. for himself right um yeah so but I just like that she's like, "Ugh, you're gonna! I've seen the visions. You're gonna get me killed, heretic!" And she just just refers to him as heretic the whole way because he's at this point he's been declared, um, you know, very seriously Her- hereticus diabolus. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, escaping from prison, killing an inquisitor or two, and massacring imperial troops will generally get you called a heretic. Mm. He he tried to kill as little as possible, but he, they left him no choice. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, he's innocent. But the things he did to keep ran. his innocence. So no, no, he's a, he's a fully entitled to do those things. He's an inquisitor. He is above no one's reproach. Fair, fair. I didn't think of it from that angle. But yeah, we fly off, uh, and then we get to a giant asteroid, right? Yeah, this rogue yep. planet that's like a mining colony kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so they make this elaborate backstory about how they're like geological surveyors from a university. Seems a bit. I mean, pointless, because at this point, they're just descending down to Cloud City and not, not getting any responses to their hailing codes. And well, they But they do make, make up sure. this rad story, because there's meant to be thousands of people down here, right. so they're going right. to need good cover. And they get there, and it's empty. They're, like, searching around with flashlights. Eisenhorn's wearing, like, a full gas mask and is pretending to be muscle, and Amos is pretending to be, like, a geologist, and uh, Medea is, like, their pilot. Hey, sexy pilot. Yeah. They're sexy, she's not sexy very good pilot. At, she's not very good at acting. So they were just like, you're a pilot. <laughs> you're a sexy pilot. And she's like, I got this. And so they meet up with two people. Yeah, the chief uh, of security and some random dude. Yeah. And they ask him what's going on, and they explain that it's it's moving into a different gravity well, which means it's going to be unminable. So they cleared everybody out. All the mining corporations moved out. Everything moved out. Because the gravity is, is fluctuating, which can cause gravitation sickness, which is really, really bad. Which has caused tons of gravitation sickness. So everybody bounced, except right. for him and like 20 other people. And they ask why. They said they're looking for an Archmagos um, bail. Uh, oh, my God. I just... Bure. Bure. Right. So be- they're looking beer. for, they're looking for beer, because um, he's gonna help <laughs> deal that's with so the much wild story. cherry <laughs> Pepsi. Um, they're looking for this Magos, and he, you know, like his last known location was his planet. So they say, oh, the Magos, yeah, no, he's he's still here. The whole reason we're here is because uh, we're supposed to stay here until he leaves. Right. Per we're being paid hazard pay, um, but they can't find him. So they go to the. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus Hall, uh, Eisenhorn does. Yeah, so they take him to like a storeroom to sleep, like for a room. Right. And then uh, Medea, Amos, and Eisenhorn all split up and go to different places. Right. Like to explore. So Eisenhorn goes to the Adeptus Mechanicus Hall, which also has a warlord titan head just suspended floating in the ceiling, towards the ceiling. Just like that, actually. Great Um, radio, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Danny is now floating a gorgeously painted warlord head. Smashed. Smashed. Smashed warlord, smashed warlord head. head. We um, made sound effects earlier. We know it's smashed. It is smashed. I watched it get smashed. 
Uh, so and and then all of a sudden everything fires up like it was dead, just absolutely dead. And it was like somebody just flipped a breaker and everything just goes ding and turns on and, and something starts printing. And and he hears a fifty six k modem sound and then the the dot matrix printer noise. Yeah. And so he goes and finds the printer and gets the paperwork. Yeah, he gets the paper that printed out. And then, uh, like, as quickly as it comes on, it turns back off again. Yep. And then he gets a Voxcom from Medea, Rose Saying that she's in trouble or whatever. uh, Peanut butter, maniple, sexy penis. I like how they, Um, this book and the next book, they try to explain Glossier. He actually did explain it in this. But I'm still like, I don't fucking get it. How are you getting that information from this? Uh, You just have to be used to it, I guess. Yeah. Let's take a little bit of license there, I guess. Maybe we'll do an episode on... We'll just do an entire episode in Glossier. Glossier. Yeah. That would be great. Is he pronouncing I'm Glossier? Yeah, I think yes. so. Oh, God. That's not how it's spelled. Um, so, in Britain, it is. So he finds them, and they figure out that um, they're, in fact, you know, there's there's something wrong with everything they're saying. It's not not, not as right. And the, so they, they give Amos the printout, and he looks at it, and he says... Well, this is from this is from Beer down. In, he's down in the planet's core or whatever, doing stuff, sending reports, sending reports back. I like that checking it's just it, like checking this, in. Yeah, the standard mechanicus thing just to keep going and still like can, well, completing his tasks. So there's it, he was well, he was completing yeah, he was completing his task, but he was also hiding and sending these messages, hoping that people would get it, leaving an imprint of where he had been in the color coding on the system. Right. That, um, Almost Albus Dumbledore was out. able to read. <laughs> instantly figures out. Um, and so they get they get themselves up uh, in the middle of the night to get attacked because it turns out you know the thirty people that were left there are all oh yeah and there's cultists. like way more people than they're at, than they actually right. yeah. from were there thousands of cultists or hundreds of well, cultists I would that say. attacked them that were like they said there was thirty but there was like at least fifty that they saw yeah, yeah. so they you know like oh there's like twenty of us and then. So they get uh, they get ambushed in the coat closet where they're sleeping, which I don't know if you tried to ambush anybody in a coat closet, but um, they just murdered the shit out of the cultists that came at them. Right. Well, the Inquisitor. And right. jump into some sort of uh, mining pod thing. He almost punches a dude's head off. Well, yeah. I mean, he's basically a Magos, so. Kind of. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. augmented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty hard. Um, so they, they jump in a mining pod, and they descend down it. In the crust, on, in the lava, or whatever it is. They're and they have to like have do a bunch of evasion and stuff like that to get rid of the people who are chasing them, so, which they manage to succeed. So they jump in a mining cart, and they take this track down to find uh, beer down below. They're still in the pod. They're still in the pod. It's the mining track. No, the, well, they go in the pod. Down. We're Jones not doing that. No, no, no. No, it's all you Star got, Wars references at this Indy. point. It's still a Lucas Funk. They, they tried spinning. It was a good trick. And then they saw like a perfectly carved circle in the ground. Right. So they follow that down and come across this like massive, massive drill. Like, well, I pictured it like a robotic centipede. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Because he calls it the was it is it the lithopede? Yeah, really? Yeah. Because I in my head I picture it like the uh, in labyrinth when the when the girl is uh, running and the the big drill bit thing is coming at him and then it goes I've never past. seen Labyrinth before. Well, it's I an think older movie. I, I kind of agree with Danny um, where it, but don't worry, it's in color and it has sound. Oh, um, are there good. puppets? Yeah. Like the, like the centipede and the fact that the, the, the tunnel isn't just kind of a straight line and it curves yeah, and kind it of moves, moves, it around moves around and things like that. Um, but like they, they, they approach this, this millipede style ship and their little like mining pod. And I think instantly all of its guns turn on him. <laughs> right. And he's like, he starts yelling into it like a code sign. Um, and 
so so beer lets him on board it exposes its anus opens up and lets them fly into it and he enters the ship that's <laughs> really yeah <laughs> So was the code like, oh, excuse me, I, I dropped my magnum condom for my magnum mining pod. For my monster pod. <laughs> and then the ship opened up, receptive. Uh, so they, they play it. It presents it. He meets Beer, uh, and they... They, yeah, Beer and his master were boys, right? So he was kind of friends with us. Yeah, yeah they, they so know they, each other. They kind of know each other. Um, and so they were talking and he's like, oh, now I understand why, you know, you so-and-so liked you as, as wanted you, thought you'd make it a good inquisitor. You found me after all. And sure. they're going over that and he, he explains, yep, the cultists, I've been kind of trying to, to send out word. <laughs> I have to kill this chaos rock. But it's a, yeah, yeah, literally, literally that's it. He's like, there's, the rock is, is chaos. There's, the whole thing. We have to, yeah. we have to kill it. There, there's a giant stone. Yeah. So. It's a perfect dodecahedron. Yeah. They get I, go, a, I imagine it being which, like. The yeah, heart of a the twelve-sided planet. dice. They hate. It's a well-known fact that Edmac hate perfect sides of anything. Games so. Workshop hates more things with more than six sides. So <laughs> it's too many. Too many. Destroy it. It's heresy. <laughs> so uh, I, what I like is so they go in and they kind of keep going and then they find this like this perfect de- decahedron kind of evil rock and like oh we know it's evil because we can sense it and feel it. But they learn that what they've been doing is like shaving pieces of the rock off of it and then injecting it into people to, to kind to of turn sp- them into the cult. To turn them right. into cultists. And I'm like, that's so fucking rad. And like the well, cultists down there. Isn't this evil rock, wasn't it determined that it is the same mineral as the pylons on Cadia? That's why it was being mined? No. No. No, okay. it was unrelated. That's, way off. that's later. Okay, sorry. Okay, so so Medea and Beer hit it off really well because she's like, I also have an augmented hand. And yeah, and he thinks that's sexy. He yeah, gives he them was, nutrient gruel and flavorless broth mm, because of the robo boner he Delicious. got from Medea's robot hand. Uh, so they fight off the the cultists and they head towards this rock to destroy it. Meanwhile, the cultists have like agglomerated their dead and like dead people into like this giant. I don't know, flesh monster. Oh yeah, which yeah. Fights the lithopede. Like so, they're fighting against each other. Yeah, but it's ma- the the monster is made up of dead bodies. Right, and like the 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 lithopede shoots out combat servitors out of the like opens up and lets them out. So they're shooting guys and kind of, oh, dude, battle. you know what it's like? It's like the uh, flying worm thing from Avengers One. Yeah. Okay, that's because the the. Yeah. And then you've got uh, when the mining pods are chasing Eisenhorn and, and Betancourt as they as just they bounce suiciding out. into right. them. Right, it's like uh, it's just like the scene when they're trying to take uh, Gamora in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. No, yeah, no, yeah, for it's sure. That's just liter- like that. That's literally what I pictured. I was like, well, hey, funny story. Dan Abnett and Guardians of the Galaxy. Dan Abnett <laughs> popularized Guardians of the Galaxy again in the early two thousands. Good job, Dan. Yeah. Um. So Eisenhorn gets to the 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 rock. He kills a bunch of cultists on the way. They knock a couple pods into the lava. He puts Medea to sleep because right, otherwise she's going to go insane. Yeah. Um, how did he shut down the rock again? He starts blasting. Uh, Techno. He, he, no, oh, no, no, no. He, he blasts the, the prayer on the imperial repeat. primer pr- uh, prayer. Yeah. Yeah. On repeat. And the abjuration of demons or something. Yeah. Like that. Something like that. Out the loudspeaker. He, he basically. He basically treated, you know, the rock like it was Noriega in Panama and, and the Americans stood out. And he stood outside with a, a really, you really <laughs> I don't understand the <laughs> reference. We're too young. 
You understand the reference. You're not that young. <laughs> I mean, I, I do understand the reference. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah really? They, they defeat the rock. Okay. So, so th- they that's just, it. He, it. So ends they mine the playing. chaos rock. <laughs> Wait. Do they mine the chaos rock? Eventually. Because, so. Not initially. Listening to the story, it stops. Uh, the Toby Longworth thing that I was listening to stopped right as he was blasting it with music and it was getting subdued. That was it. And then it cuts to a whole different scene with uh, Pontius Claw. Yeah. So so at this point, this is, I think, why they came back to find that Magos on well, that specific like, To help him make weapons. Right. I, to, to make weapons and talk to Claw. I went back like five or six times to try to figure out why it was suddenly a whole different scene which seemed to be a billion years earlier. So as we remember from the it, first book, Glaw is... In the, a, a tick in a box. Yeah, he's the essence of a. It's a brain of, in a jar. He's the essence of a chaos uh, cultist, like a lead chaos cultist inside of a box. That Eisenhower really, uh, like a triple alpha level psyker. Yeah, no, which, he's, not, he's not a psyker. He's just a heretic. He's just a heretic. He was a psyker. I no, thought when no. he got in the box. Yeah, but like Eisenhorn taunts him, and the important thing we learn here is Eisenhorn told his superiors nothing about this guy. Yeah, no, yeah, they don't, or they think he's destroyed. Or they or, think he's destroyed. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, not after issue the, anymore. After the uh, the Necrotuk affair, <clears> he he said, "Yep, Glaw's dead. Destroyed him. Yep." Don't and worry about so it. he talks to Glaw, and he strikes a deal with Glaw uh, to find this rogue Inquisitor Quixos. And kind of things that are going on, and like get information on how to defeat the demon host and all this other stuff here. In in exchange for Eisenhorn promising to make him a body, yes, right. so he could so he could move around, move around, like, and not be a dick in a box anymore. Be a dick in a robot. Be a dick in a robot instead. <laughs> He's a dick in a bot. Which, like, I read this part and I'm like, ooh, that's a bad deal. So <laughs> you're well, being it, accused of being a heretic, and then you just made a deal with a literal chaos heretic. So Glaw explains to him when he turned. Basically, He's, he starts talking to him about it and saying, "You know, well, like, he's, and I liked that he was kind step. of an asshole before." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. You know, but it, it talks of like it just takes one little step on the path to turn you to damnation. Because like if it wasn't for that that collar that he put on, like uh, him and Eisenhorn would have been great friends, like the best of friends. Yeah, yeah. It's like the one little thing that puts him away. But yeah, we find out the information. Like, so he finds out uh, what to do, basically, to kind of deal with demon host and, and how to defeat them and, how and how make weapons them. that can defeat them. And they make these like rad weapons, like this little you know stick. What's it called again? The so he makes a like a force staff with uh, a, a like a skull. And Beer is like, yeah, I tried to make it out of a bunch of different things, but I couldn't figure out what to make it out of. So I eventually just carved a perfect copy of your skull out of the lith itself. <laughs> so yeah, he carves a copy of Eisenhorn's skull out of the stone of the chaos part of a dying asteroid planet. Which, pretty 40k. And then takes uh, the swordman chick sword, which is like a special four sword, bar- barbister, or uh, barbarister? Uh, Barbarous, I think, right? I think it's. I think it starts, ends with an ER. Barbarister? Which person? Eisenhorn's sword is that Barbaros. Oh, oh, oh! I, sorry, I thought you were naming a different character that he also made a weapon for, and I was very confused. No, yeah, he stole the swordsman chick's sword and like hammered a bunch of runes into it. Oh, uh, or had the, the, the reforge it. The uh, the swordsman chick who died, right? Yeah, a ran around. Or uh, yeah. Barbarosator. Uh, Barbarosator. Okay. Mm, I I literally just looked it up. 
was going to say, I wrote it down as Angerhead or something like that. That's the swordsman chick's name. Yeah. yeah. Her sword has a name, too. Okay, you, you're talking about the actual name of the sword. Sorry. Because he talks about it all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I don't listen to that. But then, smash cut to uh, the Eye of Terror. Did you just hit buttons? No. Okay. Well, I did, but they didn't do anything. Okay, good. <laughs> smash cut to shutting off the board. <laughs> what happens in the Eye of Terror? I don't remember anything in the... Oh, the, the, the quick sauce is around the Eye of Terror. Hold on. No, because we have the... We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry, are you trying to push Sorry. us through? Are we, uh, are we running long? Oh, so long, but that's okay. All right, so he sends out... He's, he breaks everybody up at this point, sends them out to do some special missions. Right. and he sits down with the astropath in a chapel on a planet. And, like, sends a bunch of coded messages out to, like, his... His, what who he wants to be his allies oh yeah yeah how and, dare i skip and the witch the witch hunter shows up to take him down the witch hunter oh, inquisitor he goes I, to get his weapons blessed at the church right. right after that so after he sends out these messages he goes to a like a shrine world to get his weapons blessed by a cardinal but with the astropath with the astropath and medea and so medea like uh uh ends up taking off after the witch hunter shows up right well i think she was she was gone before oh, the yeah, she was getting the gun cutter Right. Um, so the witch hunter shows up, or he's sitting with the crone, and the crone's like, well, uh, this is the it's astropath. Is like, he's like, this is where I die. And he's like, heretic, you've killed me, as I said you would. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then, you know, Grey Knight Hunter Pants McGee, who also hates Eisenhorn, shows up and is like, ha ha, I'm you. He's like you. the Ministerian version of a of an Inquisitor. Right. Yeah. So pussy. Um, speaking of which, we but didn't in power talk about this before. But he does show up at the end of the Dark Eldar thing and almost kill. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. He, he and has Medea a, shoots him off. He has like a right. hard on for getting he, Eisenhorn. He and Eisenhorn have bumped heads many times, and each time Eisenhorn's gotten the better of him. So he's well, actually they kind of, switch off. They trade off. Okay. I mean, I, from what I've from what I read in or listened to in this book, Eisenhorn at this point has seems to have gotten the better of him most of the times. So that's why he has such a I hate you, Eisenhorn. I'm going to kill you if I get it the chance. And okay. it, so now that Eisenhorn's you know heretic. Uh, yeah, he's been tracking him the whole time and he like throws off an invisibility cloak and he's like, I feel like he twirled his mustache and yes. his fingers as well I as do that I, I get that he, very much so anyway Eisenhorn barely stays alive fighting this guy for a minute and then Medea throws him the sword and once he gets his sword like it's over like he chops the dude oh, I thought, pieces I thought Medea blew him away with a gun cutter no 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 Eisenhorn once he gets uh, Barbarister Okay, so he gets the sword. He kills Barbara Sater. Barbara Sater, and he kills this guy. And he, he says something along the lines of, "This is the first death in this caper that I do not feel guilty about," kind of thing. Because you're a fucking dick. Uh, and then they go on this grand, a really, really short chapter to describe the taking of Quixos and the killing of everything. And it's it just flew. Considering how long they they talked about like the Thrace stuff. Well, after this, he meets up with everyone. So he sends out his message. Everyone right. he meets comes up back. with the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. He says that Quixote is still alive. This is what I believe. Here's my proof. Here's my proof. Here's my plan. And if and if it turns out I'm wrong, I'm you can kill me for being and a so heretic there's jobless. four Inquisitors. There's one dude from Cadia Voke. who gets sent. There's Voke, um, um, Titus Endor. No, Heldane is not there. Oh, I thought I thought Heldane was there. No, and then it's and then it's a guy, a representative of the Order Zenos, who basically tells. Uh, Eisenhorn, if you fuck this up, I'm going to kill you. And the the definition of fucking it up is very broad. Right. Yeah. So now, so, smash cut, punch board to the eye of chaos. No. Damn it. We're almost there, Dave. 
So then he gets he so those are the four that show up, but he has another communicate from uh, Ravener, and Ravener tells him, "Hey, you guys think that you're going to go to the Eye of Terror, but you're not because you're going to go to this planet that uh, Quixos has been. He mined a big rock out of this planet. It's very similar qualities to the Cadian Gate pylons, and he's been." He shot it into the mountain of this other planet and basically and created his own Cadian pylon. He's going to test it out near the Eye of Terror. Got it. So they go there. Yeah. And they get information about who ordered the pillar and where it was being shipped to. Yep. And that's how they found out where the planet was. Yep. And now, Danny, you're the only one who hasn't done it yet. So, like me and Dave said, Smash Cut too. So it's only Smash fair. Cut, Eye of Terror. Okay. No. No, yeah. No, I'm kidding. It is not. <laughs> I was like, pretty sure that's it. Um, and it's a full-out war. Like, oh, it's, man. Yeah, but it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not long in descriptive terms for considering everything else that you've read in, in terms of the book. Because it's literally oh, like the last chapter of the book. But, okay, if war is like jacking off, I've been jerked off hard for like 200 pages with like only little breaks in between. I don't need... So good. I don't right. need a major hand job in that last chapter. I just need to finish. <laughs> so... We get like this war, um, Quicksaw, and we get kind of our first glimpse of Quicksauce. Right? And right. he is just. Yeah, because they basically they blast a, a bunch glimpse. of mutants out. Like, there's a whole town that's grown up around this, like, thing. And, like, they go in there with a bunch of Imperial Guard and all these Inquisitor retinues. Like they find out. Yeah, Caskins. Cas- Casker. And Caskins. They, they find out Titus Endor is, uh, like, the guy who's been uh, selling secrets to the Order Malleus. Yeah, so he goes get this guy out of my sight, and like has T- uh, Titus Endor, his best friend. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what makes it sad. Yeah. Anyway, so they go. So they so him and three Inquisitors go down to fight the demon host. Voke dies to uh, demon host. Did you do air quotes here? Because I feel like for Voke, no, he like no, he he literally dies. He's just dead. I mean, people don't seem to stay dead. It seems like in 40k though. So and so, uh, unless Cherry or, Bale is super happy when Eisenhorn kills him because it frees him, right? And, and that's when we find out that's exactly why Cherry Bale has been haunting Eisenhorn's dreams for 300 years or whatever the fuck it's been by yeah. this point is because he saw that one day Eisenhorn would free him from servitude as, as long as he kept him on the right path, right? So he, he was technically right. So I'm like, you've been fucking with a dude's entire life because 1.250 years in the future you're going to be freed by him, dude. That's the long con right there. That's, well, that's yeah. how demons think, man. Well, yeah. Time isn't a thing for them. That pisses Eisenhorn off. But so, so bad, yeah. yeah, so hard. <laughs> and then you know, Wild Cherry Pepsi bounces out, leaving him with profanity. The other demon host, whom Eisenhorn literally erases from existence with his four staff. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was like not not impressive. That's what I was saying. Is like I was expecting this long drawn out fight thing, and instead he's just like, I'm going to press a button here. And I, I enjoy done. that he just fusterdot him out of existence yeah. with yeah. his staff. It showed Basically, how powerful that thing is there. Um, I like how Quicksauce still believes he's doing right. Still technically is doing right. And called, called him an, like a, a heretic the entire time. Yeah, yeah, called him the heretic. And yeah. is described as looking like the the Marine from the front of the Chaos Codex from 3rd edition. He's just really, really fucked up. He's got vestigial antlers. Yeah. And, uh, like, and he, he doesn't speak with his mouth. He uses psychic powers. But he cuts down the other two Inquisitors in like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got like warp. He's got warp time. Yeah, <laughs> pre FAQ warp time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, what I what I like about him is is 
that he literally thought he was doing right. And the thing that he thought he was doing right is that if he created a whole nother Cadia, he would be able to close the eye forever. Right. Yes. Which, and I was like, well, I mean, if that's his plan, maybe we... Using the power <laughs> of a little book called... Uh, Jesus the Christ. Codicium the Mal- Codicium Malleus. The Imperial yeah. Primer. No, Codicium no. Malleus, which is kind of this book is how we learned how to do demon hosts. It's a, it leads to a path, like down a path, and the Inquisition would not tell you. Yep. Um, yeah. Eisenhorn... Kind of like a Necrotook. Fight ensues. Um, Eisenhorn murders uh, Quixos. But Quixos was oh. incredibly fast, though. No, yeah, Quixos was kicking his ass, and it was lucky that Eisenhorn's sword broke on the demon sword that Quixos had. And then I, thought de- I thought the demon sword broke on Eisenhorn's sword. No, no, no. Eisenhorn's sword broke. Okay. Yeah, Eisenhorn's, yeah. And then he just kind of got a lucky stab in and killed him. But he was getting his ass kicked. Um, and then kind of in the, the aftermath, Eisenhorn is like, oh, you're all forgiven, Eisenhorn. Thank you for, for ending this. We're keeping our eye on you. Where's that book that dude had? And everyone's like, oh. Right. Guess it burned up. Smash cut. <laughs> to I am Terror. Smash cut, too. No, uh, to, no, back to Eisenhorn's house in Gudrun, where he's set up his main home base now, which is the site of the first book, like uh, like the noble the noble house Glaw. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So Eisenhorn's basically, t- I think he's taking their house. I don't know. I assume that that's I the I assume case. that it's the, the, the Claw's house. Right. Yeah. And he... Uh, uh, like he is summoning, he just has finished summoning Ch- Cherry Bale back into right. a body <laughs> to punish him. And then, like, after he's done, locks away like this void safe, uh, like puts the Codicia Malice back into like its secret hidey hole and like has all his like ritual stuff and then walks upstairs to like his normal house. Yeah. So I enjoyed that the, the book ends with Eisenhorn stealing a chaotical tomb. Using the knowledge in that tomb to summon his enemy, bind him to a body, then lock him in a fucking safe under his office, <laughs> and then just leaves out of out, out of, of spite. spite. Yeah, pure spite. I mean, I've done worse out of spite. You've clone grown someone or a fat grew a person to lock a body yeah. into. I knocked a blood thir- a metal bloodthirster off the table just like yeah. your couch. Ooh. One or one or two bits missed, but I mean highlights in this book really the assault on the parade, amazing. Oh man, that was so yeah, that was awesome. Very descriptive, wonderful battle. Um, the 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 sequence where Eisenhorn is in prison and is it was a highlight for me as well, just that because was he was getting so frustrated by bad workmanship. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what what else do you guys enjoy there about the Eisenhorn? I don't know. I think we I think we covered it pretty well here. I I, I really like the the twists. Like the the mutant yeah. scene, that was my favorite part. For me, it's the uh, the stuff that I like about Dan Abnett's writing is the occasional intrusion of actually um, a- actual humanity and just kind of like, <sighs> okay, come on, uh, like when they're breaking into the the mansion, uh, the arbiter that tells him, yeah, I have the void shield cards was named you know Luckus or something like that, but spelled luckless. Oh yeah, and he's, he's just like, like making you, jokes about. He's it. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That was Your pretty good. Is, okay, so listen, Luckless, how do I get in the house? And he's like, "That's not my name, sir." Like, shut up. Yeah, I know. How do I get in? <laughs> yeah, so. I, I think. I mean, the the slow it's the slow decline of Eisenhorn doing everything he can to secure the Imperium, but slowly, slowly, kind of falling himself. That is 
the the hallmark of this book for me. And, for sure. And when we go on to s- start earlier, so we can talk more about Hereticus at a later date, um, kind of the continuation of that is is just really good. Oh man, like, it's fascinating. How, how far does one person like? Do you become what you hate to save what you love? It's see your, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, we can do that. Something, however, that yeah. works. That that's copyright. But <laughs> we'll be right back. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CBS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. And we're back. No, and we're back. And we turn Dave oh, down, oh, oh. as is tradition. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, no, so, yeah, Eisenhower, I mean, another great book. Uh, I, like, I think all three of us agree, uh, second favorite in the series. Uh, and then, Dave, hopefully your opinion of first changes when you read the third book. Um, I don't have anything I want to plug. We're over two and a half hours now. Yeah. Uh, so we're all very sleepy, uh, and we want to go home. Um. <laughs> yeah let's just uh yeah if you, if you made it this far jesus christ thank so, you so much use the hashtag you know, sucks you know don't <laughs> hashtag john sucks on this one he can he's gonna edit it down so it's gonna uh, right no, this is gonna be two and a half hours because uh you know real real life behind the scenes here uh my computer is due to be done by apple uh tomorrow or wednesday so <laughs> one or two days before release uh but, but yeah, yeah. We, you know, sorry, we ran long, but we like talking about this subject. Yeah, that's true. It. Also, this is free, and, and you guys can hit stop at any time. You already, <laughs> you already hit the download button. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And Mr. stream these, Dan, yeah. Mr. Abnett, if you listen to this, don't take offense to the fact that we butchered the names of your and, stuff. And we, please send me an autographed copy of Gardens of the Galaxy Volume One from uh, 2009. Um. <laughs> oh, anything you want to request from Dan Abnett while we're at it? up let's end there all right well for mob rules i've been john i've been dave i've been danny